and welcome to the Adjust Your Minutes podcast. This is episode number 31. My name is David and once again I'm joined by Sean. Apologies for missing last week. We've uh, had some actual real life stuff going on and we couldn't fit it into our schedules. But Sean, how are you doing? Yeah, I missed you, mate. To be fair, it's been a couple of weeks. Isn't it? The uh, real life just got in the way. Yeah, these things happen sometimes, don't they? And, uh, you know, as much as we're into the NFL, sometimes we have to, it has to take a back seat. Yeah, it gets to the point where I think we were going to do one maybe on a Saturday, but no one's going to listen to it and then it's out of date. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, all 15 listeners are gutted. (laughs) (laughs) So that's uh, a mine in the books and uh, fairly action-packed with a lot of strange fantasy scores across the board, really. But, um We'll review all Week 9 games. We have a Week 9 studs and duds and also a player to pick up cheap or stash in Dynasty. We'll start with the first game from Week 9, last Thursday evening. Now, I wasn't really looking forward to this one beforehand, but um, Steelers and uh, the Titans, what did you make of it? Talk to me. I mean, I think my summary on it, really, I think I think the Steelers are the worst 5-3 and three team in the league. I don't know how they keep doing it, but they just seem to do enough, don't they? It was a really weird game. Um, I ended up starting... Um, Will uh, Will Jeans will leave us a few times uh, just out of desperation, and he was all right. He's he's fun, but that O line is dreadful, isn't it for the Titans? Yeah, I mean they've really got no O line there. They traded, they drafted Skaronski, but other than other than him, he's pretty dead. It really is. I mean, I, I like Levis, and I've got him in a few, and you know I do like the potential ceiling, but he's got a few things to work on. I don't, I don't know if you've noticed this, and it's probably just because I'm a bit of a geek, but he's so flat footed. I mean, he moves once, twice, and has a little drop back, and then he just plants his feet. And with that O-line, he needs to be a bit more mobile, really. So he was just getting smashed a few times and obviously weren't as good as his uh, four-touchdown cameo the other week. But I think there were still some positive signs, though. He, he targeted Hopkins quite a lot. I mean, he threw 11, 11 passes Hopkins' way. So there's definitely some green shoots there and things to be pleased with. I mean, I don't, I can't see him going back to Tannehill. What's the point? Yeah, I know. Um... Well, you come, Rabel come out this week, didn't he, and said that um, Levis is now the starter and Tannehill's the backup. But um, the thing with him is, is his arm, he's got a huge cannon arm. And I think where you're saying he plants his feet, I think he's happy to plant his feet because he knows he can hit anywhere with that arm. But yeah, he's going to need to work on that. But the box score's not done him justice, really, because he did actually play quite well. And I saw some analysis where he was kind of figuring out his protections and making some changes at the line and things like that. So he's... He's actually not looked too bad. He's looked better than I thought he might do, actually. And um, he's actually got some um, some work for Carl Phillips there as well, hasn't he? He has. He's one of our old favourites and he came back in, didn't he? So, I mean, Carl Phillips got... He was the, the leading receiver, wasn't he, I think, with uh, 68 yards and four receptions. But, yeah, I mean, I think he just arrows up for this offence, really. If they can sort that line and get Skoronsky, as we know he can play, I'm quite interested in Levis in Dynasty. For me, obviously, I'm not comparing the two, but... Remember years ago, Justin Herbert came out and he dropped to the late first round in Superflex leagues, didn't he? I picked him up in sort of the 110-111. And I don't think they're comparable players, but I, I can see sort of a similar sort of path. He's, he had to sit a while and Herbert never was supposed to be the star. He only started because Terod Taylor got his lungs stabbed, I think, didn't he? So, I don't know, huge arm on a, on a team that's rebuilding a bit. I don't know, I can see a nice path for Levis. So, I'm quite interested in Dynasty. I mean, he's kind of got the end of this season to just go out there and express himself and have a bit of fun, hasn't he? He's not going to get any blame for this kind of running because the O-line's dreadful and they're not really going anywhere, are they? So he's got, you know, he's got a few games to just grow into it a bit, hasn't he? He has. I mean, he's got some some fun games. I mean, he's playing Tampa Bay this weekend. That could be a bit of a shootout. Um, Probably a fun sort of game from what we've seen. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I, I like what I've seen and... Yeah, he's got some things to work, and I do think 
it's fine having that arm, but planting his feet, unless that O-line's going to give him the time to for his receivers to get downfield, he's just going to get smashed a bit. So, yeah, lot, lot to learn, but I really liked what I saw. But the running back room, really, I mean, Derek Henry scored the touchdown, got the fantasy scores, but I don't know. Ty J Spears is still quite decent through the air, didn't really get the yardage, but he still gets a bit of work, doesn't he? Yeah, he's just a really good. Um, he's a really good change of pace back, isn't he? I think if I think if um, Omri would have got traded at the deadline, I think it was going to be wheels up for Spears, wasn't it? But um, I think he's still going to have a role, and probably next year he's going to have a bigger role as well, isn't he? So he's probably one to pick up in Dynasty. Yeah, I mean, Traylon Burks is a bloke that we've moaned about a bit, and I was sort of in on him in the summer, but he's so soft. I mean, are you interested in Burks purely because he's dealing with Will Levis could be high? I mean, what do we do with Burks? I mean, he picked up a pretty bad injury in this one, didn't he? But he's, he yeah. seems to be injured every other week. And it was quite a bad one. And, you know, there was all down on your knees. And I think it was his neck or he fell badly. But I don't know. He's just always injured or, or just not producing. I, I feel sorry for him a, a bit because the potential's there. But it's just it's been tough on the Titans. And he's had injury issues. And this is his second year now. And it's there's just not been much there, has there? No, and I know that people talk about the third-year breakout, but I'm losing patience. I mean, I've got him in a couple of leagues. You can't really move him because no one's going to pay anything at all. And anything I suppose we can take is Carl Phillips getting 68 yards and four receptions. You know, if Burks had been a bit healthier, who knows? But I just worry he's a bit soft. He can't help getting concussed, but he's just always out, as you said. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on him. But over to the Steelers, what did you make of it? Because I know you don't like Kenny Pickett, but... As I said, the Steelers, they just seem to get enough done. They're five and three, and I don't really know how. I think they've been crap. Did you see uh, Mike Tomlin's press conference when they were speaking about Kenny Pickett to him? I didn't actually say what he say. So um, they told him Kenny Pickett's um, QB rating in uh, quarter four, which is really, really good. And then they said the difference between the first three quarters when it's pretty bad, and Tomlin was like, I don't care about them other three. We can work on it in the fourth quarter. He's awesome. <laughs> I mean, he had a couple of nice deep balls downfield. There was one that uh, Deontay Johnson didn't quite connect with. And I don't know, I, I'm higher on Pickett than other people just because I think he's got, you know, he's got the job for at least a couple of years. He's under absolutely no threat at all. So I quite like that at quarterback. You just know he's going to be okay for a few years. And sometimes that's that's all right, isn't it, in, in Superflex. But I mean, are you going to change your mind on Pickett ever or are you just sick of him? No, I mean, I just, I think he's limited. I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm not completely out on him at all, but I just, I think he's limited, and I don't think the offense helps. And Matt Canada has been a bit of a disgrace for the entire time he's been there, and you obviously can't change obviously your offensive court in the mid season because it'd be a bit of a pain. But I don't know. He's he's got loads of weapons there, and it's just not that offense is not really functioning, is it? No, it's really not. I mean, we're going to skip past the running backs. Just I want to talk about the receivers, really. And Deontay Johnson, he's back now off of that stint from IR. Got his first touchdown in about two years, I think it is, or something stupid. His last, Everyone... um, his last quarterback that threw a touchdown pass was Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, exactly. He says it all. I mean, he <laughs> was due to get something, weren't he? But the entire team celebrating. He went for 90 yards, seven receptions and a touchdown. Everyone's really pleased. And George Pickens walks off the field, doesn't celebrate. <laughs> Then there's all this nonsense after the game. He's unfollowed everyone on Twitter and he's changed his profile picture and he's blocked. Ken- I mean, I've made that up to be fair. He's not blocked Kenny Pickett, but he's unfollowed Kenny Pickett. What on earth's going on with Pickens? I mean, I'm surprised it took this long, aren't you? I mean, this was always on the way, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was. It was. And he's actually been quite decent this season. He's been a bit more of a complete receiver than people gave him credit for, but he's just an idiot. I mean, what is he playing at? Uh, it's just classic diva wide receiver, isn't it? I think he's seen that Johnson's come back and as Johnson separates really well and really earns his targets. He's, he's a target magnet, isn't he? And I think he's probably just seen all that and he's a bit annoyed. Probably. I mean, that probably is the case, but yeah, it's really, really poor and I don't think it matters really. They're not going to bin him off, are they? But it's just a bit shit. I mean, if if two of them are open, who's picking in the throw it to Deontay Johnson or the bloke who's stormed off and blocked him on, on Bebo or whatever it is. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about the running backs though. And Jalen Warren again outworking Najee Harris, but obviously Najee's getting just a little bit more work still, isn't he? Due to that maybe first round draft capital. He is. I mean, I looked at this and it's still quite close though. Najee's out snapping him slightly. He played 58% of the snaps and Jalen Warren played, I think, 40, yeah, 40% of the snaps. And I just think Warren's more efficient though. I mean, he, he, he produced more yards on fewer carries. And I know it's a very easy way of looking at stuff, but I think he's just better, isn't he? He's more explosive. He's just getting to work because he's got the first round draft capital, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's what it is really. I mean, People have been talking about this for a while now and Warren is just more efficient and more bursty and more explosive. Uh, he's fine in the um, pass block. He's actually a really good pass blocker and he's, he's a really good pass catcher. So, yeah, there's, they're just going to keep giving more and more work, I think, down the line. What about you? Yeah, I think so. And again, I've probably been higher on Najee than you because you don't like him at all. and You've always been quite a Warren fan. But I think for fantasy, they're both just about startable, aren't they? Not as your running back one, but they're okay as like a running back two or a flex play. I don't know. If you've got Harris, you've got to ride him out because no one's going to give you anything for him. And I think the Warren owner is probably the same because you're not going to pay a first for Warren and I probably wouldn't sell for a second. So yeah, they're both a bit annoying to own, I think. Yeah, they're both kind of stuck in that middle ground, aren't they? Where they're fine where they are. You can't really trust either of them in one of your main roles, but you can maybe flex one or both of them at a certain time, can't you? Yeah, that's exactly it. Well, um, let, let's go over to Germany. Let's skip the tight end room. There's nothing to talk about for either of these lads, was there? So let's go to Germany uh, for yeah. the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Yeah, so the Dolphins 14 and, and the Chiefs 21. So I watched um, this like in and out Sunday as was with the kids and dinner and all sorts of going on. But um, it was just a really poor game, like early, early really, because it was just punt, punt, punt. And then... The Chiefs got up a little bit and yeah, it's quite a boring game really. What did you make of it? Yeah, I thought the same. I thought it was really boring. The highlight of the game was the punter hit the scoreboard with the ball. I mean, shambles. One thing I did think though, obviously we went to the London games and it works quite well. I thought the stadium was crap. I mean, I, I didn't like the look of the stadium. The roof was like a like a tarpaulin just over the top of the dome. It was awful. Did you say that? Yeah, it was a bit weird, wasn't it? Because that Frankfurt Stadium is not normally enclosed, is it? Yeah, I don't know if they did it because it's not closed, is it? It's sort of open at the sides, but I don't know if it's for the wind or the weather. They're just trying to produce the best football. And I don't know, it didn't quite work for me. And when the punter's hitting the scoreboard, it's, it's obvious the stadium's not really designed for it. Yeah, I didn't like some of the songs that were being played either, really. It was much better when we were there and they was dropping some classic hip-hop and stuff like that. But yeah, some of the Sweet Caroline and all that rubbish, yeah, not for me. Yeah, I mean, John Denver, Country Roads, I'll, uh, I'll have it as a West Virginia man, but um, I don't know what they're doing singing that in Frankfurt and none of them are from West Virginia. So <laughs> yeah, but I do agree. It was a crap game. wasn't the shootout we'd hoped for, really, was it? And I don't know. Some of the fantasy lads really let us down. And Mahomes, I know that 
I, I traded for him last week and didn't really get on the pod because he didn't do one. But he's just not that fun to own and he's killing everyone for fantasy. But I suppose the Chiefs fans don't give a shit, do they? Yeah, he kind of really, he doesn't put up the points that his talent merits, does he? I mean, let's just take a quick look through. I mean, 18 points the week just gone against Denver, 4.6. You know, he had a really good week against the Chargers with 41 points, but then you've got 19 points Denver, 23 points Minnesota, 14 points the Jets. You know, it's not great from someone so talented, but I think part of that is on the offense, isn't it? I mean, I, I said in our NFL group as well, I was wondering why the Chiefs' offense is so crap, and then you look up and you see big Matt Nagy standing there, and now I know why. Yeah, I think we're sitting here slagging him off. The last few years, he's finished as the quarterback one, quarterback four, quarterback four. I mean, he's never, never outside of any of it, is he? But it's just not going to be as as fun without without Tyreek Kill. And I don't know, this is a really hard team to start. I mean, Pacheco's the man. For me, I've been starting him everywhere, but even he was crap in this game. 16 carries for 66 yards, but unless he punches one in, it's dreadful. McKinnon's been winding me up for years now. I've had enough. I mean, I'm with you with Pacheco, Pacheco because he's he's so inefficient in his running style and he jumps around a lot and sometimes just hit the hole and go, but he's he's jumpy and, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't really like him as a player, to be honest, Pacheco. No, I don't. I mean, I've got him in a couple of leagues just because he was decent value as the Chiefs RB1, but, yeah, I've been saying it for a while, so have you. His running style winds me up. He looks like he's in trouble. He look, I know he's being chased, but he looks like he's being chased by a gang of some sort. I don't know. It's really weird. And his knees are up and he's all over the place. The energy that he wastes on that sort of crap. I mean, going back to Lev Bell, I love <laughs> Lev Bell because he's so patient behind the line and he'd hit the right holes. And you just don't see it from Pacheco, do you? He's just a bit of an angry idiot. Yeah, he's, he's not patient like Lev Bell was and, and just waiting for things to hurt. He's just jumping. Yeah, I don't know. He's probably really nervous when you have dinner with him. He's sitting there tapping and tapping the table, <laughs> kicking the leg of the chair. You know, just sit still, you prick. And yeah, nah. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I, I wouldn't have dinner with Pacheco. Cause you're right, he'd do your head in. Go into the toilet and he'd sprint out there. I've just got no time for it at all. Yeah, what about the wide receivers? There's no one there you can trust either. Rashi Rice, two from two, 17 yards and a touchdown has kind of saved his box score, but nobody's really getting consistent volume, are they? No, I mean, Rashi Rice, you take away that touchdown. I mean, he's on two points. I mean, it's, it's not good, is it? So, Sky Moore, we saw him dropped in a league last week, didn't we, for the first time? And both you and I were sort of a bit shocked, but should we be? I mean, you can't start any of these lads, can you? And Kadaris Tony, when he gets the ball, he looks electric, and for, he's, he's not getting any work. I don't know. Even Kelsey was dreadful in this game. He, he lost me a week in the league, which was very annoying. Not much to say for the Chiefs, was there? They're going to be fine, and they won the game against a very good Dolphins offense. But it's going to be a bit of a boring ride. Yeah, the Chiefs won in the game last week. I mean, the uh, the lateral when they done the interception was tremendous play. But I think they will probably find their way, and if they've got an elite defence at the minute. I mean, it just spells bad for the rest of the league, doesn't it? It does. And just before I forget as well, I don't know if you saw in the leagues, I have finally cut Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Finally. It's been hard for me. I had him everywhere. Yeah, I saw it. And then I saw your gif after when you were upset about it. But um, yeah, not good days, is it? No, it's time. It's time. I always think what could have been, but yeah, it's devastating. I I don't understand what went on though, because he had so many games where he was brilliant. He was never great on the sort of short yardage stuff at the goal line, but I, I just think he's he's wound the wrong person up and 
They just didn't want to use him because when he played, he was generally all right, wasn't he? Yeah, he's had a lot of fitness issues as well, though, isn't he? And I think that's kind of added up. And I'm not sure he was great pass protection as well. So, yeah, I think it's just a, a multitude of factors, really, that have affected him. Yeah, agree. I mean, over to the uh, the Dolphins then. Talk to me. Tua was, um, was okay, but later on, he, he kind of got affected by the Chiefs' defence. But kind of out of rhythm. And I think that was the Chiefs' game plan was to get him out of rhythm. They couldn't get um, Tyreek on the move. And Chiefs defended them really, really well. Hill, Waddle, they're all kind of stunted at the line. And in Trent McDuffie for the Chiefs was brilliant, um, the cornerback. But yeah, they just couldn't get into rhythm, the Dolphins. And I think that their average third down um, yardage was about third and 12. That's, that's come out of the stats this week. They was normally at third and 12 a lot of the time. So just not great rhythm, and yeah, it kind of showed, didn't it? It did. I mean, Tyreek Hill was, you know, giving it all the mouth before the game, and he's earned the right to do that, I suppose. But talking about he's got this special chief celebration, but they just bowled him up and, you know, forced the fumble from him that went for the, the, the pick six. Well, not pick six, but returned for six. And yeah, they were just uh, beaten by a very good Chiefs defence, weren't they? I think there's not much to really analyse from, from the Dolphins. And just a little victory lap. I'll chuck the running shoes on. Cedric Wilson's a guy that I said to pick up a couple of weeks ago, and he's actually been fine. You know, saved by by picking up a touchdown in this game because he doesn't get much work. But I think he's going to be all right because Waddle worries me a little bit. He's just a bit soft. He's always questionable. He's always missing time. I, even even you look on Sleeper, the reports even this week he's questionable because he's a bit sore. I mean, what what do you do with that? Yeah, I know what you mean. I really really like Waddle, but um, it does seem like he's questionable every week, doesn't it? He is. And did you see Chase Claypool come to this game? <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. He, he come in, he lined up in the wrong position, two had to move him across, and then he missed his blocking assignment again. He does it every single week. He's just awful. And I he doesn't that, give a shit. I saw that you cut him today, didn't you? I did. I think that was the final straw. I saw that and I thought, I sort of kept him for a few weeks because, I mean, ultimately he's on a very good offense and, you know, Waddle is a bit a bit soft and he could have an opportunity, but he's just crap. Uh, there's no way going to go with him. You were right about um, Cedric Wilson, by the way, because I listened to um, a podcast today and they were saying that his snap percentage always rises when either of one of Waddle or Hill are out. And yeah, he's just a good option to own when you've got those two that can be prone to injury, isn't he? He is. I mean, he played 65% of the snaps and that's because Waddle's not that healthy and Tyreek Hill was boxed up and, he costs nothing. He's still available in loads of leagues. And I just think in the deeper leagues that we play in, he's definitely worth a stash, isn't he? And obviously not in your, your shallow redrafts, but any sort of deep dynasty, pick someone up for free that could be, I don't know, what could he be at best, a wide receiver three at best? But that's fine, isn't it, for nothing? Yeah, for sure. So there wasn't much going on in the uh, Dolphins tight end room as usual, but um, let's move on down to Atlanta. So this was um, this was Minnesota and Atlanta. Talk to me about this one. This was quite fun, wasn't it? I mean, this was incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, obviously, the rookie Jaron Hall got the start, didn't he? And he started all right. He looked okay. He looked a bit small. I think this is one of the concerns that we had. And what is he, six foot? It's not the biggest for a, a quarterback, but he was out early, wasn't he? Was it a concussion, I think? Yeah, he got smashed as he was trying to run one in. But he, he did look quite good, actually, in, in his early work. But yeah, he got smashed as he was trying to run one in. He did. And then, uh, obviously, the boy Josh Dodge comes in and he's only been in the building for... I think five or six days after they traded. I might have made that up. It might have been slightly longer, but I thought he was going to be useless. He was incredible, wasn't he? He's just 
he didn't know anyone's name. He was learning the sort of plays on the side and he was fantastic. He was running, he was shifting, he was evading tackles. I've, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, what did you make of him? Yeah, he was really, really good. I mean, that was a, an outstanding performance when you consider he probably doesn't know any of the playbook, doesn't know any of the, the you know, the the language of the, of the offense and things like that. To come in and play like that was outstanding, wasn't it? It was. I mean, he gave an interview after and he said that he spent five hours on the Friday with one of the coaches going through the plays. I mean, obviously we talk a load of shit about all these lads, but can you imagine joining a new job and straight away you're spending five hours just reading a book about how to do it and then you're thrown in. It's it's incredible, really. And obviously he's a very smart bloke. He's a, I think he's an actual rocket scientist, isn't he? Is that a thing? I don't actually know. Yeah, he's a rocket um, scientist. And they were saying that a lot of the, the appeal of Joshua Dobbs is that he's super, super smart. And I guess that showed again this week, didn't it? It did. So, uh, I mean, obviously they they won 31-28 and it was pretty much down to him, wasn't it? Because, uh, you know, they got no Justin Jefferson, lost the quarterback one and he came in, he was excellent. So might have to talk about him a little bit further later on. So, um, yeah, we'll skip over. Talk to me about the running backs. Yeah, so Alexander Matheson was was pretty much a, a volume play. Came, Cam Akers went down and, you know, sad news come out of the game after that he's ruptured his other Achilles from the one that he did a couple of years ago. So he's probably possibly finished in the league. But, um, yeah, Matheson was fine, usual volume play, and he got the touchdown as well. Um, yeah, not much really to talk about other than uh, other than Matheson with his usual usual work and Akers going down. But, yeah, it's a like shame for Cam Akers, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is. And I mean, you're probably right. He could very well be done because it's, it's okay to come back from one, but coming back from two Achilles tears in both legs. I mean, it's just, yeah, really sad. What could have been with him, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. You, he, I mean, he had all the the measurables and he had the profile, didn't he? I mean, you know, he had the ups and downs at the Rams, but when Akers was good and on form, he looked good, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And I suppose without talking too much about his injury, because it is really sad and Annoyingly, he's probably cuttable in Dynasty now, isn't he? He didn't have much value anyway. And, you know, if you've got deep IR spots, stash him away. But otherwise, <laughs> he's just going to clog a roster spot. And I don't know what his deal was there. I think it might be just this one year, wasn't it? So I don't know what they do. But Madison, I think he's not very good, but he's just going to be a volume play. And we might talk about another guy a bit later. But yeah, Madison, I think he's garbage, but he's going to get the volume and he's going to score some points. So yeah, I'm still interested in Madison for this season, but I've got no interest really as a dynasty asset. Yeah, I think if you're a competing team and, and you need a running back with just vo- pure volume, then Madison Jamal, isn't he? Because he's going to get probably 10 to 18 points a week. And if he now has a couple of touchdowns in, you know, he's hitting 25 points. So that's that's exactly what you want if you're a contender, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But um, I mean, the wide receiver room, bit of a mishmash really. And Jordan Addison was uh, obviously the guy who went for 52 yards and just a load of bums. I mean, Osborne took a really nasty hit, didn't he, at one point? I thought the bloke was dead. Yeah, that was awful. That was a really bad one. There's been some... I mean, they sort of cut away from it and thankfully got up, didn't they? But, yeah, there's been some terrible hits this season. I'm thinking Logan Thomas. I mean, Logan Thomas and Osborne are the two worst I've seen, I think, this year. Yeah, I mean, you don't like to see that sort of stuff because there's definitely a long-term effect there. But um, just going back to the receivers, Tristan Jackson was... Um, was one to keep an eye on from camp. I know I've never previously brought him up, but um, the uh, beat writers were very high on him during camp and he was um, undrafted and then he, he didn't make the um, the 53 and he was on the practice squad, but they were they were raving about him in pre-season and, he, and he's got he's got some chances lately. I know that's probably down to the Jefferson injury, but 
maybe one to keep an eye on in future there, Tristan Jackson. Yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say about the uh, the wide receiver room, but just keep an eye on those. And your boy TJ Hawkinson, another 12 targets and didn't get the touchdown, but he's so good. I mean, I think there was a catch out on the left-hand side. He broke about three tackles. He was just smashing people and he was excellent. He's really coming into his own as the tight end, I think, isn't he? He was proper banged up as well. I think he had rib issues and, and there was one play when he got absolutely smashed and he's gone off to the side and looked at the trainer like, wow, I'm 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 shattered. And like, he looked really knackered. But yeah, he was he's kind of been what I expected him to be. I just think he was going to get all that intermediate work through the middle and he's just very reliable as a target, isn't he? Like a quarterback's best friend. Yeah, he really is. He's been excellent. So, um, yeah, and I, I think when Dobbs went there and when Cousins went down, everyone was worried about these Vikings, but I think Dobbs has shown us actually, I, I don't think they're not arrows up, but I think they're still all startable assets, aren't they really? I don't think it's, it's uh, arrow down at all for any of these lads. I just need Justin Jefferson back in a few of my leagues, to be honest. Yeah, it's looking at being next week, is it, I think? Week 11? Yeah, week 11, and they're on their buying 13. So he needs to sort himself out, or I'm going to be sending some tweets to him. Yeah, I'm sure that'll uh, G him up. But let's go over to the Falcons, because, um, I mean, I despise everything about this side. I'm sorry, Lance, if you're listening. But, yeah, the uh, the Falcons are driving me mad, and it's just Arthur Smith, really. I mean, they threw this game away. Taylor Heineke does look a little bit better, doesn't he, than... Ridder, even though the bar is very, very low. Taylor Heineke's hair is a shamble, so he's absolutely disaster. You've seen it? No, I've not seen it. Is he, what's going on with it? He's basically wearing like a massive bandana type thing. He looks like uh, Mr. Lawrence in, uh, in Cobra Kai, just to sort of cover up the receding. I mean, it's oh. a shambles. Yeah, it's one of those really thick bandanas just to cover it all up. And I don't know, if, if that's me, I'd, I'd rather Josh Dobbs hair, to be fair. Um. But the running back room, I mean, what is going on with Bijan Robinson? Because he got 11 carries, none in the inside the five-yard line. And I don't know, they're just trotting out Tyler Algier over him all the time, giving carries to Patterson. What, what on earth's going on? So um, on a podcast I listened to today, over the season so far, Tyler Algier has 13 more carries than Bijan. And, and do you know what? Algier's good. We said in the summer he's good, but don't waste the top... 10 draft pick on Bijan if you're going to do that. You don't need to, do you? You can well, drafted Tyler Algier, Tyler Algier is kind of showing me they didn't need to. Yeah, and, and it was obvious last year. He went over a 1,000 yards last year. He was really good. I think he was a fourth-round draft pick, so it doesn't really cost much. They didn't need Bijan, but when you draft Bijan, use him. I just don't really get it. They're giving Jonu Smith these jet-sweep moves at the goal line, and I don't know. I saw one thing. I think they threw the ball to... Jonu Smith and let him throw it to who was he throwing it to now another tight end while Carl Pitts was in line blocking I mean it's just nonsense really and Arthur Smith gets asked about it and he just slagged fantasy gamers as if it's our fault I mean I, I don't know if he's just proving a point or he's just a bit of a knob but he's going to lose his job if he carries on because they're not going to be happy investing all this capital are they? He's a little bit like um, the Messiah, Mikel Arteta, isn't he? he? He's smarter than everyone and he don't mind telling everyone that he's smarter than everyone. Don't get me started on that one. I, I, I'll be here all day. We'll have to do a four-hour episode. Um, but, but you're right, though. He just thinks he's smarter. and I mean, ultimately, you lost the game, mate. Um, Algier's fine, but Bijan, he's better. We know that. And he's not using him. He's not getting the best out of him. I wonder if there's something with this little headache thing he had the other week and you know, Arthur Smith might be pissed off. Who knows? But either way, it's um, just complete waste. 
I mean, do you want to talk to us about this wide receiver room, though? Because I don't know if I can be bothered. I mean, just go through the names. You've got Caderell Hodge, Mac Hollins, Van Jefferson, and Scooter Scotty Miller. <laughs> it's dreadful. Caderell Hodge was the wide receiver one on the day, wasn't he? Obviously, Drake London missing some time. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> at least he's spreading it out a little bit, I suppose, because uh, under Desmond Ridder, there was times where they were getting one target to about two lads. So. Yeah, it's um, not usable for any of those guys, is it? Yeah, I mean, they're just a bit of a disaster in that in that wide receiver room. I don't know why they traded for Van Jefferson. That was absolutely pointless, unless he's a really good blocker. But just didn't make a lot of sense to me. And still, the, the, the nonsense usage of Carl Pitts continues. I mean, Jonu Smith, five from six or 100 yards and a touchdown. He got a touchdown on a screen pass, I think, which made a lot of that yardage up. But... It's just getting more work than Pitts, which is insane, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Pitts is, is improved in terms of his targets. He did get five targets, which is actually better than what he was previously getting. But, I mean, Johnny Smith getting these sweet passes and screens, I just don't really get it. Actually, the touchdown, not not even the touchdown, but the yardage, as you said, was on one big play. Just I think he got about 40-odd yards on one play, didn't he? But, I mean, should we be surprised, though? Because Arthur Smith loves... Loves Johnny Smith. We knew this. Um, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. But what do you do with with Carl Pitts? Because I'm I'm still not selling him anywhere. Because at some point, Arthur Smith will lose this job because people are fed up with him. And ultimately, fantasy is a big business for the NFL. And all he does is slag it off. He slags off betting. He slags off DraftKings and fantasy. And even though he doesn't care about it, the league does because it's worth money. It's a strange one, really, because their GM can't be too happy when these picks that he's made as a GM are not being used. I mean, it just just goes against the philosophy of the team, doesn't it? So they can't be happy with Arthur Smith. I mean, they're losing as well, and they're not using the assets that they've drafted high. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, they're also in a crap division. So, you know, if they got the best out of some of these picks, they could easily win this division on talent alone because the defence is all right when it's on form. The line's all right when it's on form. Decent weapons. Quarterback's questionable, but Heineke can get a job done, can't he, if he's used right? But I don't know. That's why I'm not going to sell any of these Falcons lads, just because at some point it has to end, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm not selling any of them either. And yeah, I think there's there's going to be better days ahead because either Arthur Smith's going to wise up and realise he's been an idiot or they're going to get rid of him. So yeah, I'm I'm fine with all the Falcons lads that I've got at the moment. But yeah, it's just frustrating at the moment. Let's Let's end it there and take us down to Baltimore. Yeah, the one thing just before we move on, actually, just on Bijan. I mean, I know that we joke all the time about buy low on Bijan and these idiot analysts are saying to buy low. I don't think you can buy low, but you can probably buy. And I think if you're a team that's at the bottom end of your league and you've maybe got a Travis Etienne or something, you could probably move off Etienne for Bijan. And I think in the long term, I'd be happy to do that. If I'm if I'm not competing this year, I probably would make that move. And I think if you're, I don't know, second in the league and you've got Bijan, you're probably very annoyed at this moment, aren't you? And you probably would move to a Travis Etienne. So have a look in your leagues and it's just something to think about. So you're actually saying to try and get Bijan low, are you? I'm saying buy Bijan Robinson low. <laughs> also, uh, you know, I would recommend just uh, Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase as a, a buy low wide receiver. Yeah, we could just check your waivers, see if they're on there and uh, yeah. stick a bit of money on them. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I think there is an opportunity to get him. You're definitely not buying low, are you? So. Yeah, so let's uh, let's head to Baltimore. So this was a bit of a smashing, wasn't it? So Seattle Seahawks 3, Baltimore Ravens 37. Uh, talk to me about your boy Gino. 
I mean, it's worrying, isn't it? He's, he was rubbish, absolutely rubbish. I mean, complete 13 of his 28 passes for 157 yards and he threw an interception. He was just dreadful. I don't know what's going on, but it wasn't just him, was it? The running back room was dreadful. Baltimore defended very, very well. And I don't know. I don't know. If, is it even worth analysing too much? Is it one of those days? The Seahawks have been fine. Geno's been fine, or Geno has been fine. I don't know. I don't even know what to make of it. What do you What do you reckon? Yeah, I think it was just one of those games. And Baltimore did this to Detroit Lions the other week as well, didn't they? And I think they've got that in them to just do that when they're at MNC as well. And yeah, just one of those days, like you say, nothing from the running back room. A little bit of work for Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was the top receiver on the day, six from seven for sixty-three yards. I'm always going to talk about JSN because he was my boy, but. Not much else going on, really, apart from that, really, was it? I mean, three points on the day is a bit of a disgrace, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think there's much point in analysing any of it. I think it is just one of those days, and it's a very, very good defence. And Geno Smith was, wasn't very good at all, but he won't be the only quarterback that struggles against them. I mean, the interesting one for me, we might talk about him a bit later, but are, are you a bit worried about about our boy Walker? I mean, what do we make of this uh, the situation with Kenneth Walker? No, I just think he's been a bit banged up and there was some anal- um, analysis this week from uh, Establish the Run saying that he got his um, his share of the snaps and his share of the uh, role back again as, as as it was before. I think it was just the one week where uh, Zach Charbonnet was was more used. But um, yeah, he's been a bit banged up as well, Walker. I'm, I'm still fine with him. I'm, I've got no issues with him, to be honest. Have you, have you got worries, have you? I think I have a little bit, yeah. I mean, he's um, he's obviously been a little bit banged up, but his snaps have dropped the last couple of weeks and Charbonnet has out-snapped him the last couple of weeks. And I don't know. Um, they've both got the same sort of draft capital and we always want Walker to be the home run hitter. But Charbonnet's increasing his usage a little bit and if Walker gets banged up, suddenly Charbonnet might start the game and if he goes off, I don't know. It's um, Maybe I'm just a bit worried because I've got Walker in quite a few leagues, but I don't like the trend of it at all. I think you worry too much. I do. I, I spend genuinely <laughs> most of my day scrolling through sleep or any little break I've got, worrying about everything. Um, but on bad news, yeah, Jackson Smith for Jigba, he's treading the right way, isn't he? Yeah, he's finally getting some more work and there's some more ADOT with his work as well. And yeah, he, I was never worried about him. I always thought he was going to be fine. Um, he was always my wide receiver one. Um, you know, whether people might want to switch that to Puka Nakua now or not, I don't know, but Always been Jackson Smith and Jigfa for me, and I think he's just going to get better and better, to be honest. Yeah, agreed. I mean, Metcalf didn't do anything at all, really, at that one big reception. But uh, I think, again, it's just part of Geno and, and part of the, the game. I'm not worried about Metcalf at all. Yeah, not a great fantasy day for uh, Lamar Jackson, considering how dominant the Ravens were. They kind of got most of the work done on the ground, didn't they, with um, the running backs? But yeah, he only scored nine points. And I think he came out after and apologised to the, the fantasy gamers as well, didn't he? He did, which I quite appreciate as well. Um, you know, Arthur Smith slagging us all off, but Lamar's, uh, I think he called us his boys, didn't he? Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was good. I mean, Lamar Jackson, he's been fine this year and he's the quarterback four, but I think it's probably just because most of the other quarterbacks have been crap. And I keep hearing this MVP chatter and I just think it's bollocks. I mean, yeah. surely he's not in the chat, is he? I mean, you know that I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan and a huge as fan as I am. I don't think he's MVP for me. I've seen him have some questionable throws, some questionable games. I mean, even the London game, he threw a questionable pick when we were there. And I don't know, he's been good. They've been good as a whole, but not MVP, not for me. 
No, not at all. Well, I'm just about to chuck on my Dunlops and, and get my running track on again because uh, talk to me about the running back room, Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, so we've mentioned him a couple of times on here. Keaton Mitchell, nine carries, 138 yards, one touchdown, one reception. Um, we kind of thought this might happen because he's just so quick and so shifty, isn't he? And we were just waiting for him to get back. But yeah, this is a victory lap for us, isn't it? It really is. I mean, we, we went back and patting ourselves on the back and looked at our old show sheets and stuff. And actually, I think it was about the 14th of September we said to Stash Keaton Mitchell, because uh, he was on IR and looking at the rest of this running back room, we said that he's more explosive than anyone else in the room and got more pace. So, um, yeah, really, really good to see. He's obviously not the same as Achan, but similar sort of profile. He's undersized, very quick, light, decent receiver. I think he's going to get a lot of yards, isn't he? He's rapid as well, isn't he? He's very, very quick. I think he ran a four three eight in his 40 as well. So, yeah, he's very quick. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it kills Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is, is fine at what he is. He's a bit of a plodder and he's a bruising back. I think it might knock Justice Hill, though. I know that you went quite heavy on Justice Hill early on, but I think the, the skill set-wise, Mitchell's comparable to Justice Hill, isn't he? And I don't know, after what we've just seen, Mitchell's got the juice. You know, I mean, you know... You just said that I went big on Justice Hill, but where I picked him up in those leagues, I think I've traded him already for a third. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I still haven't forgiven you that. I sort of was chatting you in the DMs, and I said, are you going Justice Hill this week? Are you going to bother? <laughs> he said, no, nah, mate, no interest at all. Next thing you know, you've done 50 quid on him. <laughs> 50 quid of your fab budget. I was absolutely fuming. I don't know why I didn't bid for him either, but um, I just I felt betrayed. <laughs> Can't share all the secrets in between my brother. No, no, you're saying, yeah, no interest, brother. And next thing you know, all your fab's gone, fuming. Um, I like um, I like Gus Edwards, though. I always have. I've kind of got a soft spot for Gus. He just does a really good job, doesn't he? He's a classic advert to why you don't need to pay running backs, isn't he? He's fine. He's absolutely fine. He nudges two touchdowns in. He's not excited. I've got him in a league. It's our thoughts and prayers league, and I'm not really competing, but nobody wants him even for a third. Now, if I'm competing, I'd happily pay a third just to plug him in. He's fine every week, isn't he? Yeah, I don't need a running back in that league, but if I did, then I'd be knocking on your door probably for, for Big Gus. I can't get any knocks on any doors. The door's always open, <laughs> as you well know. Um, but let's have a look at this wide receiver room, because since London, since I started coating him off, Beckham's actually been all right, and he pulls out the touchdown this week and goes for 56 yards, and the bar wasn't high because everything was on the on the ground, really, but he's looked all right, hasn't he? His touchdown pass actually came from Tyler Huntley, who come in, he come yeah. in a relief of uh, Jackson, and he, he lobbed one up for Odell. Yeah, I mean, Lamar was saying that he was, he's trying to get a touchdown for Odell, and it, it took someone else to come in and do it. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's looked a bit better, isn't he? He's definitely not the old Odell Beckham, but in this wide receiver room, there's uh, not much competition other than Zay Flowers. Do you know what, as well, um, the last few weeks, his box score's not going to show it, but Rashad Bateman has looked really sharp and kind of get back and kind of getting back to where he was. He made a lovely couple of grabs as well. And um, it's not showing up yet, but I think he's uh, I think he's looked better the last few weeks. Decent. I've not really seen that, to be honest with you. I've sort of been a bit annoyed at Rashad Bateman because he came out, we thought he was the most pro-ready and just been very disappointed. But he just needs to stay healthy, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he just needs a run of health and... He's definitely looked much better the last few weeks. I've seen some analysis as well this week where he seems to have got a bit of juice back. And yeah, he's been um, he's been a lot better the last few weeks. So probably keep an eye on Rashad Bateman and your window to sort of pick him up if you're a rebuilding side of, for assets like elsewhere you move on. He's probably closing soon because I think he might hit some uh, some decent form. But 
quiet day for uh, Zay Flowers, wasn't it? Just a one reception for 11 yards. And I think better days ahead for him as well. It was it was mainly over with the running game, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. He's not had a good couple of weeks, to be fair. He had quite a few targets last week, but didn't do much with them. And as you said, though, it's coinciding with, with Bateman trending up and Beckham trending up as well. So, it, yeah, he's the youngest. He's got better days ahead. I'm not, not really concerned. And, yeah, there might be a buying window at some stage. I might try and get back in because I uh, very stubbornly didn't get him at all, did I? But um, your boy Mark Andrews did very well. Yeah, just a classic uh, Mark Andrews game, really, isn't it? Lots of volume and catches a lot of it. Nine from 10 for 80 yards. I mean, standard Andrews these days, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And did you see this clip of him doing his insulin on the sideline? Yeah, he's type 1 diabetic, isn't he? Yeah, and I didn't realise this. He has to test his blood sugar every single time he comes off the field. All these cornerbacks need to do is uh, hold a mouth bar near him then. Get on the pitch and chuck a sunny day at him and just uh, watch it all in play. We'll be cancelled now, won't we? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just think respect for him every single time he gets off the pitch and he has to quickly check his sugar levels. And I mean, these lads are on and off the pitch multiple times a game and he's sitting there stabbing himself. He comes off looking like a junkie. It's um, <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it, really? But you know, credit to him. Yeah, he's a great lad. I've got a lot of time for Mark Andrews. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's about it for that game. So let's go to another absolute blowout um, in Cleveland. So the Cleveland Browns smashed the Cardinals 27-0. Um, Clayton Tune got the start, didn't he, after Josh Dobbs has moved on and Kyler Murray's not quite fit. And I know you stashed him early on in the season, but he, he didn't look great, did he, against a very, very good defence? Yeah, I very quickly binned him as well. And uh, yeah, Kyler's back now. and that's I thought Clayton Tune was going to get more run this year, but... I probably didn't expect Joshua Dobbs to play as well as he did, but um, yeah, Clayton Tune has kind of shown that he's uh, not in tune with this league, is he? No, he's really, really not. And I don't think there's much point in analysing much of it. Clayton Tune won't play any more games and they had no James Connor was out and Demarcado was out. They had nothing in the running back room. Tony Jones is, is a proper bum. Ingram's a guy that we liked as, a, as an opportunity, but he's been rubbish as well. So there's not much to really say about any of these lads, is there? Just a little bit of volume for Marquise Brown and a little bit of volume for Trey McBride. And I think that's about it, isn't it? It is. I mean, Marquise Brown, we've never really been that on him. I think historically we thought he was a bit too boom bust, but I traded for him today in our Essex League. I'm playing you this weekend and it's a bit of a top of the table clash. And what did I pay? Alec Pierce in a late second for, for Hollywood Brown. I was over the moon with that, to be fair, because I quite like him. He's still 26 and... Kyler Murray's back and we've seen the connection that he has before. So I still like Brown as a, as a buy. Yeah, I've been walking around the whole of Essex today just based on a couple of deals in Essex that have gone on. Yeah, I've, I've committed some robberies today, I think, really. There's been quite a lot of uh, robberies. My boy Liam, I think, um, robbed a few people today as well. What did he pay? A second and two thirds or something for Joe Mixon and, and Ramondre Stevenson? Yeah, absolutely scandalous. But that boy only does deals where he's where he's winning by miles, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, Liam, I've said this before, he doesn't like buying drinks. He doesn't like paying for players either. He's, he's incredible. So, yeah, offer him a deal. He'll have it off you. <laughs> he's a good lad, though. He, he's won that league as well, hasn't he? He has. He finally won. I think he got to the final three or four years in a row and he finally got one. So, uh, yeah, we've all got a little star next to our name in the league, haven't we? Did he buy you a drink for that, winning it? Don't be stupid. <laughs> no chance. Absolutely no chance. Let's move on, I mean, to, the, uh, let's move on to the Browns. What did you make of Deshaun? I mean, he looks better, didn't he? He did look better. I don't know how, how much we can measure that, really, against uh, 
this load of rubbish. But um, the connection with Cooper was brilliant. I thought he made a couple of really nice throws to him, but definitely not the same Deshaun Watson we saw at the Texans. But there's positive signs, I think, isn't there? He was. You see the touchdown off the helmet. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Incredible. But um, there was some. Um, I've been watching some clips this week of him and. There was some good throws in there. He's not back to where he was, but maybe some signs of life. I mean, we'd hope so against the Cardinals because they're so crap, but big test this weekend, isn't it? It really is. I mean, I said to you earlier, we were talking about our lineup, and I've got Jerome Ford and Mark Andrews. I mean, the Browns against the Ravens, two very, very good defences and two very good offences if they can click. It's a very big test for both of them, isn't it? It's going to be 9-3, isn't it? Of course it is. It's going to be a couple of field goals and... <laughs> load of rubbish but um yeah it's a tough one i mean we do look at the lineup the uh the matchups don't we before we set our lineups and it, it's it's tough because i don't know if i trust many of the lads because it's going to be tough for all of them do you want me to tell you my biggest gamble this weekend who's your gamble so in the uh the pchdl league i've got deshaun watson uh dak prescott and tyson bajan and i was starting bajan tonight over deshaun watson but i don't mind that I don't mind that at all. I think I'm starting Will Levis over uh, Deshaun Watson in the league just because I, I don't like Watson going up against the Ravens at this stage. It, it's got a 4.6 point total all over it for me. I don't like it. Yeah, so Bajan over Deshaun Watson. I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah, we'll get on to Bajan. He's looked all right, hasn't he, to be fair? Yeah, there were some interceptions Sunday, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back on to that. Let's talk about this uh, Cleveland running back room. Jerome Ford, he's looked really good, hasn't he? He's been brilliant. He was our stash in the summer. He's looked really, really good. He's missed some time, but he's come straight back and looked very, very good and didn't quite get the touchdown, did he? Because Kareem Hunt nicked it, but he got all the carries and loads of work in the air. I mean, five receptions, seven targets. That's brilliant. And apart from this week against the Ravens, I'm not starting Ford unless I really have to, but otherwise he's just a smash start every week, isn't he? Yeah, 100%. But I think we said it earlier that, you know, even though they've lost Chubb, that's still not a bad running back room, is it? Ford, Hunt and Strong, that's that's decent, isn't it? It is. I mean, I've had to cut Strong in a couple of leagues just because he's the third choice and he's not really going to do much for you. But it's a good room. They're all good professional running backs, aren't they? And I really like it. Did you see the, the comments that Kareem Hunt made about Amari Cooper? No, I didn't see that. He said, uh, they were asking about his touchdown and how he's feeling. And he said he loves it because Amari always gets to the, the two-yard line and falls over uh, and, and Hunt nudges it in. So, uh, yeah, he had a bit of a pop at Amari Cooper, but it was all in jest and all good stuff. So, yeah, I mean, Kareem Hunt's been been all right this year. I picked him up in a few in the summer just because nobody wanted him. And he's been all right. I've started him in a few leagues. He's scored, you know, 13, 15, 16 points. And it's all right for free, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, Kareem Hunt's usually got a really decent floor because he does catch a lot and he's just efficient in his work, isn't he? I mean, he, he normally always scores eight points and above and you can kind of live with that if you've got him in your flex, can't you? Yeah, exactly. He's absolutely fine. But, um, I mean, Amari Cooper was brilliant. Only got five targets, five receptions for 139 yards and a touchdown. I mean, we had a little chat in our group, really, and we couldn't quite figure out his value because I offered a couple of seconds and couple of seconds and a third to a guy for Cooper and he came back acting like I spat on him it was unbelievable I mean I probably would pay a late first for him quite happily as a competing side but I didn't want to what do you reckon two two seconds and a third or two seconds and an upside player is absolutely fine for me for Cooper what is he 30 now or 31 but um yeah. I, think that's, I think that's absolutely oh he's 29 I just checked but yeah I mean 
he has down games as well, doesn't he? He's fairly inconsistent. I mean, when he's getting the work, he's good. But, you know, there's going to be games when Cooper's hitting 4.2 or something stupid, isn't he? But he's always been a really good route runner, hasn't he? And he gets separation. He's quick. I do I do like him, but he's 29 and a bit inconsistent. And you never know what's going to happen with a the quarterback there. And, yeah, two, two twos are free or two twos and an upside player. I don't know if he's worth a first anymore, Amari Cooper. I just think that's the cost of the market, though, really. And I think if you're if you're trading him to a competing side, that first is going to be one eleven, one twelve, and you know suddenly who are you get in there. I mean, who would you have got at one one eleven, one twelve this year? Well, Quinton Johnson, and no one wants that, do they? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sorry, Andy. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I do like Cooper, but there's loads of questions. His age, who's the quarterback? Is he there next year? And I don't know. But it was between the Cooper deal and actually the Marquis uh, Brown deal and the same owner, it was our boy Chambo, I ended up offering uh, a lot less for Hollywood Brown. And for me, they're comparable players in terms of how I value them. So I was quite pleased with that. Yeah, I think I'd much rather have Hollywood at the moment, especially with Kyler coming back because he, he literally just feeds him the ball, doesn't he? He does. I mean, a bit disappointing for me is Elijah Moore. He's still not quite cracked it this season and I just don't know if he's going to. We were pleased at the move, but... He's not startable anywhere. He's been crap. Yeah, it's disappointing for me because I'm a big fan of Elijah Moore. But um, I don't know. Sometimes he gets loads of volume and don't do a lot with it. And then, you know, you get games like this when he's getting two targets. So, yeah, he's just not really made the most of the chances that he's had so far, has he? No, he's really not. And Cedric Tillman finally active and he gets one target, one reception for three yards. So I won't quite uh, lace up the ASICs and uh, get on the get on the bricks. But... Nice to see him active and, you know, his role will grow and I still really like him for next year. Yeah, he's a, he's a rebuild pickup, isn't he, Cedric Tillman? Just one to stash for next year, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Because if Cooper leaves, which is, you know, fairly likely given his cap situation, suddenly Tillman's the ex-receiver. So, yeah, I still like him as a stash, but he's not going to do much this year. And let's get on to this tight end room, though, because David Njoku didn't do much. Four receptions, gets a touchdown, but... Talk to me about this David Njoku trade you made earlier, because I was absolutely fuming. Well, he's been fairly consistent um, the last few weeks, and I just wanted a like a solid tight end piece because I've got Mark Andrews in that tight end premium league, and I just wanted I've got Musgrave as well for the future kind of thing, and I just I wanted another solid piece just for the running and um, Abel Luca. He's in um, kind of a rebuild position in that league, and um, I just threw him out a couple of like upside guys and. Uh, that, talk to me. I mean, what are their names? Tell me, please. Uh, I'm just going to go back to uh, find the trade now. So it was David and Joku for Daniel Bellinger, Trey Palmer, Jaleel McLaughlin, and a third. Good lord! I mean, just to put it in context, this is a tight end premium league where it's two points for a reception, isn't it? Uh, is it two or one point five? I can't remember, but yeah, it's, it's it, a decent premium, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm saying it's two for for. Dramatic effect. Oh, let's but... just say six points of reception for tight ends then. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, 15 points of reception for tight ends. <laughs> so you've given Dan Bellinger, Trey Palmer. Who was it again? Jaleel McLaughlin. Good Lord. I mean, Luca, I love you, mate. What is going on? You're, you're handing it over to uh, the David here. So, yeah, I was fuming. I thought you pulled off a robbery there. I think that's, I think that's fairly decent. He's getting Bellinger who could be your... Tight end for the future because you know Waller's a disgrace. Trey Palmer, I actually really like. He was the one I didn't really want to lose. But um, Jaleel McLaughlin could be a good third down back. I, I think it's fairly decent, and obviously so did Luca. But um, I think you're the only one that was fuming about it, to be honest. 
I think I was. I prefer not to speak. The reason I was a bit fuming about it is because that league's one where we don't start that many players. It's not a deep starting roster, is it? I think is it one quarterback, two running back, three wide receivers, and one tight end. I can't. Or yeah, maybe one flex. One flex. Yeah. yeah. So it's not that deep. So for me, I don't value depth as much there, and uh, I'd sort of rather the better player to start them because you're never really going to start Trey Palmer in that league ever. I don't think. I don't know. Um, as long as you boys are happy with it, it's one of those things. But uh, yeah, I was fuming. Yeah, don't start having a go at Luke on our podcast. He's a good lad. Yeah, of course you like him. He's just giving you a player. <laughs> let's let's go down to Green Bay because I've had enough. Yeah, so this was the uh, the Brett Ripping game. He was absolutely disgusting, wasn't he? And he's killed a lot of the team as well, hasn't he? I mean, I had to start Brett Ripping in the league because oh. I, had, I had a few players on by. I think I had Russ Wilson and... Yeah, I was about maybe Matt Stafford. I had somewhere else, and I had no one to start, and I had to start Brett Ripley, and it was unbelievable. So, yeah, pure desperation play. He was a disaster, wasn't he? Yeah, he was awful, and he's killed Cup Nakua. He's killed everyone because I don't think anyone producing the offense this week, did they? Not at all. I mean, even the running game didn't do a thing, did they? So, fairly similar to the Seahawks, it was just a bit of a disaster. Explainable because the the quarterback's crap, and yeah, I don't think there's much to really analyze at all was there it's just purely down to the quarterback yeah you really can't take anything away from the Raiders or sorry the Rams for this game so let's move over to Green Bay so a decent return game for Jordan Love 228 yards a touchdown fumbling there as well but he, he was better this week and um nice return from Aaron Jones as well wasn't it yeah it really was I mean Jones has um always been a decent value and I'll tell you he's a disgrace though AJ Dillon I mean he's so frustrating he's had a couple of Games this year where I thought, actually, he might have cracked it. He might be all right, but he's garbage, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was good a couple of years ago, wasn't he? When he come in, I mean, people were questioning whether he could be the RB1 over Jones a couple of years ago. But I don't know, he's kind of lost his way a little bit, hasn't he? Yeah, his contract year as well. He's out of contract at the end of this season. And, I mean, he'll get a job, but he'll just be a backup. And just a committee guy at best, I think. His days of even being in the chat for a running back one role were just completely gone. Tennessee Titans. Yeah, that's exactly what he'll be. He'll be the the funder to Ty J Spears Lightning. That's exactly what it will be. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, but no, nice to see Jones do well. He obviously gets the touchdown. He actually looked quite good, and he never plays as old as he is, does he? He's nearly twenty nine years old, but he doesn't look it when he plays. He's been carrying uh, a bit of a hamstring issue. I mean, the first game of the season against the Bears against us. He looked explosive. He looked phenomenal. And then he's finished one of the touchdowns with a sort of a gimpy hamstring. And he's he's been carrying it ever since. But this was kind of a nice return to the Aaron Jones we know. He looked very explosive. Yeah, it really was. Really was. I mean, there's not too much else to talk about in this uh, in this side, though, really, other than maybe tight ends. Because the wide receiver, they're all, we've said it a few times, they're all a bit young and it's just not quite happening, is it? And Jaden Reed was all right. Dubes has been fairly consistent, but didn't do very much. And Christian Watson's very frustrating. Very frustrating. He just can't get healthy. And I know you liked him coming out and in the process, but you were very quickly off of him, weren't you? And I, I'm sort of agreeing with you a bit. A bit, cla- bit Chase Claypool for me. Yeah, he's a bit trail on Burks as well, and he's normally always injured. But yeah, I liked him through the process because I thought his athletic measurables were good. I think I took him in the leagues where we draft before the combine. So I... Picked him up like late second, early third or something like that. And then, yeah, flipped him as soon as the season started because I just didn't think he was going to be a long-term asset in the league, really. So, yeah, that was that was my thinking behind that one. 
Yeah, I mean, Christian Watson, I'm sort of interested potentially because I still think he's got upside. It just depends what the price is. I think if you can get him for a second, I, I might be willing to take that risk in the hope that he, you know, is the alpha because, you know, if you're a competing side, a late second, you're not getting anything there anyway. And uh, I actually had a deal for Christian Watson in Essex just before this game kicked off. So I had a deal. It was... Uh, Alec Pierce and my 24 second and my 25 second for Christian Watson. And it got to like 5.58 and I just had to say no because I didn't have time to sort it all out in time. And uh, I'm sort of pleased that they didn't go through because at this stage, you don't really want to pay two seconds for him. Who was that with? Who's got Watson? It was Jayco. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I may fire up the deal again at some point, but I just don't know how to figure out his value because he's got a lot of upside, but... Could also be absolutely nothing because he cannot stay healthy. Um, I don't know. Can we have a quick word about my boy Dontavian Wicks? Because uh, he was a bit of a deep guy of ours and led the team in targets this day. Um, four targets, four receptions for 49 yards. He's just all right. You know, not that consistent usually. He's still a bit raw, but I like him. He's just a, a possession receive, receiver, isn't he? And I think um, he's, he's good in that role for the Packers because they've not really got anyone like that. Yeah, I think he's fine and yeah, he'll, he's going to be a chain mover over the years, isn't he? I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. I just don't know how startable he could ever be, but you know, if someone misses time, I think he could be a useful lad. And Luke Musgrave gets a touchdown. He's not um, lived up to the same hype as like a Sam Laporta, but I, I really like Musgrave. And again, not always the healthiest, but uh, yeah, I do like him. I think better days are coming for Luke Musgrave and the touchdown was really nice. Showed the speed that he's got and yeah, I think, He's missed a couple of deep balls over the last few weeks as well, where he could have had big games. And yeah, I think big, better days and bigger games are on the way for Luke Musgrave. Yeah, I mean, we're going back a little bit, but I mean, is Jordan Love the, the quarterback there next year? Is there any chance they're going to move on? They're three and five. Um, I really don't know. Like, I think that they're still going to be evaluating him in these upcoming games because you've got to remember this is probably still his first, this is, you know, I know he's older and he's been there a while, but this is probably his rookie season. I think you've got to allow some sort of scope for mistakes and some scope for the receiver room and the tight end room. He's very, very young. There's no veterans there at all. No veteran help. He's got nobody like that that he can rely on as a safety blanket. I just think that you need to give him a proper year, maybe next year as well, when they've sort of got older and, and, you know, know what they're doing. Maybe if they bring a vet in, I think you need to give him two years, to be honest. And I think they might do that anyway. What about you? Yeah, I sort of agree. And I know that we we talk about American football like it's dynasty and we always say, oh, get rid of the old guys and go with the youngsters. But I think your point is really good, though, that these are just all young guys and sometimes a young quarterback needs some experience. And you look at DeAndre Hopkins in Tennessee and we thought, is that the, really the move? But if you will, Levis, you're probably really pleased, aren't you, having a really experienced guy in your locker room and helping out some of the younger guys. And I don't know, there is, there's value beyond just tanking and going young, I suppose, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Packers are quite a process-orientated side as well, so I'm not sure that they're going to bin him after one year as well. They, they're a bit like the Steelers, aren't they, in that they kind of give people a chance. So I, I guess we'll see, but I think they're going to still be evaluate him over the next few games. I mean, their record's kind of midway and I guess it depends what way that record goes. If it goes badly for the rest of the season, maybe they make a change. If it goes well, they keep him. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's not been bad enough to bin off, has he? He's not been a disaster. He's had his ups and downs, but I think there's probably more ups than downs. And yeah, I, I think they'll stick with him next year. 
But let's move on to the best game of the week, I think, by far. Texans 39, Buccaneers 37. This was just absolutely nuts. Did you watch much of this? Yeah, oh yeah, it was it was mostly the one on red zone, wasn't it? So yeah, it was yeah, amazing, wasn't it? It was action sort of every time that, that it was going back to Scotty, wasn't it? Incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. I didn't watch much until about the fourth quarter, but that's uh, that's all you needed, really. It was, I'd say, arguably the best sort of half hour of red zone I've seen in years. It was amazing. I mean, it had a bit of everything. You even had Dere Ogunbowale making kicks. <laughs> that was incredible. I mean, for me, I'll t- tell you what, he's a disgrace, though, as well. That There's no one else that can take kicks, and they're going, oh, we've got to go for two. You've got to kick the ball from 25 yards between two posts. Like, I'm surprised they can't all do it, to be fair. Why are we so impressed with this? I don't know about you, but he was toe punting it as well. Incredible. Like, awful. Toe punting, like, no technique at all. It's called football. You, you think they'd have a little kick on it. So, yeah, I mean, credit to him, he made it. But uh, this was, um, who cares? It was fun. It was really good to watch. And it was going back and forth. And it switched and switched and switched. But let's start with the main man, really, CJ Stroud. I mean, 470 yards, five touchdowns. He won the game when it looked like it was over. He was, I'd say it's potentially the best rookie quarterback performance I've ever seen. Yeah, I think um, I think it's definitely up there. Some of the throws are absolutely outstanding. The one that he, the first one to Tank Dell for the touchdown was incredible. He, he the board left his hands when Tank Dell hadn't even made his break, and he's layered it as well to that back part of the end zone. It was just an incredible throw, and he, the one before the final touchdown throw as well to Tank Dell on the sideline was also ridiculous. He's making some really, really amazing throws look effortless and he's his throwing motion is really beautiful he's got a really really nice throwing motion he's just really good to watch and I think there's rushing in his game as well they're not using that a lot but I think he's got that in his locker as well and I think the sky's the limit I mean there was a podcast talking this week is he a top 10 top 10 dynasty quarterback already and I mean if you add that up maybe he's he's balding on it already I think he probably is and I mean that who's at the back end of the top 10 it will be the Dax and Tua. I don't know, Tua maybe. And, you know, he's got years on them, so I can see it. And I mean, you're probably going to think I'm a bit nuts now, but I moved for Mahomes in a league last week just because the deal that I got was so mental that I took. I got Mahomes and three firsts, I think, didn't I, for Baker. I can't even remember who else. It was a load of crap anyway. I couldn't believe what I was offered. And this week, I'm not competing. I don't need Mahomes. I'm genuinely debating sending Mahomes for Stroud and something. And not even that much. I was like, he's on that, on that high, but I thought it's the wrong week to buy. I'll, I'll bide my time a little bit. But yeah, I'm all in. We got this one a bit wrong, I think, didn't we? I still like Bryce Young, but out of the class, I think it's very clear who the uh, the best quarterback is. Yeah, I mean, hands up. Bryce Young was my quarterback one. And I still like Bryce Young. I still think he's going to be fine long term. But I just don't think you can argue with what CJ Stroud's putting on, on, on the tape at the moment. He's been incredible. Yeah, I mean, the only caveat I would say with it as well, they've got no running game at all. Damian Pierce missed this game, and even when he has been active, he's not been very good. And Devin Singletary's the the running back one there at the moment. Wale's kicking. I mean, they're just no running game. And it was a shootout, so they had to throw it more than usual. He's not going to throw 50-odd passes a week, is he? So just bring it down a little bit, but who cares? It's, it's fun to watch, and he's you know getting it all done. But the connection he has with Tank Dell, awesome. What do you uh, what do you make a tank deal long term as a, like a dynasty asset? Are you are you in or are you out or what? 
I sort of go back and forth a little bit because I still think I'd rather have Nico Collins just because he's got that the alpha profile and I'd rather rely on an alpha profile than a smaller I wouldn't quite say a gadget guy I think that's a bit disingenuous isn't it really but I don't know I'm not quite all in at the price but I love him I mean what, what do you reckon well he gets lots of separation and he's shifty and 11 targets last week. I just don't know if he's going to be a viable long-term dynasty wide receiver. I like him. I think the same. I like him. I've got him in a few leagues and I won't be moving off of him yet, but I just don't know of his long-term sort of viability. Yeah, I sort of think the same. I look around the league and I try and comp. Who who have we seen like him at that size consistently produce at that level that you'd happily start in dynasty every week? I just don't think there's many players that you can even think of. I mean, you might say he's like a poor man's Tyreek Hill, but he's nobody's like Tyreek Hill. So I don't know. That's I exactly don't know. the comparison. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's who, exactly the comparison. I don't, I don't know who you can compare him to, like, because Hill's one of a kind, isn't he? Yeah, and Hill, you know, in terms of height, it's not that different, but he's a lot stronger, he's a lot more muscular, and he's quicker. It's slightly different, but I think they're the only two that I can think of. But otherwise, there's not many comps for that sort of style, is there? So... But who knows? I mean, Stroud wanted him. He asked the organisation to draft him. They did. He's been excellent. He dominated the senior bowl. Cornerbacks were terrified of him. He's obviously got something. It's just, I don't know what I'd pay. I was looking around in Essex again. I was looking at Tank Dell and yeah, I just couldn't figure it out because you're not getting him for a second. I'm not paying a first. Is he worth a late first? Maybe. I mean, if you'd picked him up at the 112, you're probably really happy now, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, he... The thing about him as well was he was playing on the outside as well a few times. He's not just a slot guy. So I don't think people expected that to happen. And it, and it kind of has. And that's testament to his separation, I think. But I don't know if that can continue. Yeah, I, I think the same. I mean, just enjoy it while we've got it. And I think longer term, I'm still team Nico just because I think he's got that alpha profile. He's just a lot bigger. He's 215 pounds, six foot four. I'd rather invest in that sort of profile than a tank Dell. And if I had to go with one, it would be Nico for me. But um, I've got both in a few leagues, so I'm a very happy man. The one that concerns me is John Mechie. Um, I liked him. I don't think you were that keen on him. And obviously, he's come back from leukemia, which is incredible. And I'm sure that's going to affect your health for a while. But yeah, he's just not getting enough work, is he? And you know, he's getting one target, zero targets. I'm borderline going to cut him soon, I think, because he's just clogging up a roster. Yeah, I just don't really, um, I don't think he's got any real outstanding trait. I just think he's fine and I don't know if that's sustainable in the league. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. And he's a victim of Tank Dell being a lot better than we all thought he'd be. Um, but then you look at Noah Brown's come in, gone for 153 yards and a touchdown. Why is Mechie not in that conversation? It's, um, yeah, it's a bit worrying. So I don't think you've got Mechie anywhere, have you? No, I've not got any John Mechie. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that he's, you've probably picked him up in the late second last year in your rookie drafts and never feels good. But at this stage, no one's going to trade for him. I think you can probably drop him and people won't pick him up, um, which is a shame, actually. I'd love to see him bounce back, but it's a tough spot for him, isn't it? I'll tell you what was nice is if there's a sleeper error during drafts and you manage to get Tank Dell late fourth or fifth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you uh, you profit on this one, didn't you? Tank Dell was listed at what was he? What was he listed as? Nathaniel Dell, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I've done all right, and I, I sold him in a couple, but I kept him in a few as well. So yeah, he's, he's done yeah. all right. Yeah, he sank to the, the sort of late fourth, fifth round, didn't he? Because the ADP was 
messed up on sleeper. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, um, I mean, Dalton Schultz, 11 targets, 130 yards. I mean, all the pass-catching options did well because Stroud was just an absolute genius. But, yeah, incredible, incredible game. It's probably the best game of the season, I think. Yeah, it was just a really fun game to watch. I mean, they were, I don't know how many, they needed a one score and I think they had about 40 seconds or something stupid to get the length of the field. And yeah, Stroud did it easily in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, he really did. Um, but I, I tell you what, let's have a chat through the Buccaneers because I don't think they weren't bad. And Baker, we laugh at Baker a bit because he, he thinks he's more athletic than he is. Um, he always tries to run and he's just <laughs> a bit too stocky for legging it about, isn't he really? But I mean, I thought he'd won the game at one point and obviously CJ Stroud saved the day, but Rashad White, guy that I don't think you like very much and he was always a bit of a volume play, but Jesus, 20 carries, 73 yards, two touchdowns, four receptions for 46 yards. He was excellent from a fantasy perspective. So in in one of our leagues, the Twitter Invitational League, I um I traded him away for two twos. I think a two this year and a two next year just because I've got really good running backs and I needed a wide receiver. I think I used those twos on Marquise Brown just for some de- just a depth piece. But the guy I sold him to, I was playing this week. And uh, yeah, he enjoyed the fruits of uh, Rashad White's labour. I remember that it was Jay, wasn't it? And he said that he thought that he was selling Rashad White. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't know how he's, I don't know how he's done that. Um, but yeah, he's probably very, very pleased. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but um, Like you say, he's not anything special, but he's a great little bit Madison he's a great volume play isn't he because there's nothing else behind him do you know what I've got Rashad White and Madison in about three leagues together and I'm starting them together just because they've both been really good values I mean they're starting running back ones for their team that don't really cost much he's the running back 11 at the moment Rashad White and I've got concerns about whether he's actually good in real life he's not that efficient always but when you get in that volume he's going to be fine I know that you and I have just been stashing Chase Edmonds in a couple of leagues but he was crap, wasn't he? Yeah, I just thought there might be a chance there for him because um, there's like a there's a, there's a role behind Rashad White for either a, a banger or or a pass catcher, and yeah, but no, nobody's doing it. Yeah, I mean the, the pass caption options here. I mean Mike Evans was fine. The one that concerns me is Chris Godwin. He's just not really doing it at the moment, is he? He's had a you know six targets, pulls in two of them. He's been all right this season, but he's just not the same. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, he's normally fairly consistent, but in, in a game when you see this score, you kind of expect Chris Godwin to do better than 3.60, don't you? You do. I mean, Trey Palmer, you know, pulled in more than him, more yards. It was just a bit a bit weird. I mean, we'll get onto the tight ends. Kate Otten even went off and, and Godwin's sitting there scratching his nuts. I just don't really get it. So, a bit of a shame, really. In a shootout, you think he'd put up more, as you said. Yeah, I think it's just how the sort of the game script went. But yeah, onto Kate Otten, six from nine. 70 yards and two touchdowns. I kind of picked Cade, up a lot of, Cade Otten up a lot last year because there wasn't any other tight ends in the room and he was he was okay. He was middling. He was average. Tom Brady got him a few touchdowns actually near the end. But yeah, he's kind of come into his own the last few weeks, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been fine. And I think he was in that, that zone, wasn't he, where if you don't get one of the good tight ends, you just take one of the cheap ones at the end and yeah, I've got him in a couple. I was forced to start him. I was very, very happy because nine targets for any tight end is incredible. And obviously the two touchdowns help. But yeah, I, I quite like him. He's got a good connection with Baker. So over his last three games, he's had 21 targets, K. Dotton. Jesus. I mean, it's seven a game for a tight end is, is brilliant. So what is it, second year in the league? Yeah, it's his second year. Yeah, I mean, tight ends take two, three years. So he's, he's not even 
sort of reaching his peak time to break out yet. And he's, he's very usable. So, yeah, very happy with that. Yeah, there's not much else to talk about this game. This was massively the uh, the CJ Stroud out uh, outcoming party, though, wasn't it? It was. I mean, going back to my mad Mahomes, CJ Stroud, what would you need added to Stroud to, to sort of part with Mahomes? Um, a first, if you're a rebuild, rebuild inside. A first Stroud and maybe a wide receiver for Mahomes, I reckon. A decent wide receiver. Yeah. What, yeah, I think that's the play. Do you think? I think so. I just don't know. If, if I'm a CJ Stroud owner after this game, I don't even know if I'd want to pay it, though. <laughs> Yeah, That's I know what you one. mean. Yeah, I mean, this happens. This happens before when you don't know if it's sustainable, and there's always that risk. But this does look sustainable from Stroud, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, I mean, it really does because his weapons will only get better. His line's going to get better. The run game's going to get better. It's definitely wheels up, and yeah, very pleased for him actually because I think that the S two score stuff was going round that basically that, that he was an idiot wasn't it? He couldn't process fast enough and it sort of tanked. It's probably all draft game nonsense, but just really pleased for him. He was so happy on the sideline, weren't he? Yeah, I play football. I don't take tests. That was his, uh, that was his answer, which was elite in itself. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him at all. So, Brilliant. Well, uh, take us over to New England. Yeah, a bit of a uh, disgraceful game, but yeah, the Washington Commanders 20, the New England Patriots 17. So, disappointing loss for the Patriots, really, when you consider they're at home and, and the Commanders are trash, but yeah, not really much to take for it. Mac Jones, 24 from 44. Yeah, not great. 220 uh, yards with a touchdown. There's an interception as well. It was quite costly, but really bad interception as well, to be honest. But um, yeah, not much to take from this for the Patriots, was there? No, there wasn't. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, we've not really been on him. He, he scored a, a one touchdown on a massive run. It was just, you know, the box score doesn't tell the story, does it at all? Most of those yards were on that one carry. Um, but they're crap. I mean, they are just rubbish, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, the only one that I'm playing from the Patriots at the moment is Demario Douglas. I actually started him last week in our guillotine league, and he was brilliant. I think he put up 20 points, but he's the only one that I'm starting in from the Patriots right now is Demario Douglas. I'm starting him this weekend as well. Yeah, I've started him in a couple. I've, I've activated him from a couple of taxis, and, you know, I was on him very, very early. I will give myself a little pat on the back here because I, I kept up to date with the... Um, the Patriots beat writers and they were really impressed in preseason. There was obviously something there. And I think, did you poach him from me in, in a league as well for a fifth or something? I, I can't remember. But... No, I don't poach from you. I send you a message and say, I'm going to poach him. So move him. I've done that a couple you of times. You do. Essex respect. I think I've done it back as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I like Integrity. that. But yeah, I, I, I was, might have been Craig that poached uh, Damara Douglas from me. But the one I didn't quite get is that Jalen Rager, I mean, he came out, we were quite excited. He's been dreadful. We know what he is. His hands are crap, doesn't get open, he can't catch. And they're funneling six targets to Rager off the practice squad. I just don't really see the point. I know they've obviously lost, um, who's it, Kendrick Bourne, but surely you don't need to funnel those targets to Rager. I mean, how crap must Kayshawn Butte be? Yeah, Tyquan Thornton as well, he's a disgrace. But yeah, of those six targets, Rager only caught one, which is probably quite telling of Rager's talent as a catcher, isn't it? Yeah, it really was, and I don't know. It's just a, they're really, really bad. And I know that I said a couple of weeks ago to stash Will Greer in case they move over. It doesn't look like they're going to, but they are just rubbish. I mean, I, I don't even know what else to really say. It's the worst Patriots side that we've ever seen by quite some distance. Yeah, I mean, it's just very talent bare, isn't it? I mean, the quarterback's rubbish. You know, they've got 
bruising running backs that are nothing special, really. Demario Douglas is fine, but on any normal team, he's probably like a wide receiver four or three or four, isn't he? And he's probably their top man now. Juju, a little bit of a comeback from Juju, but yeah, I don't know if it's, if it's sustainable. And there's just not much there at all, is there? No, let's not waste our time. Let's talk about the uh, the commanders, really, because Sam Howe is at his ups and downs and he's going to get sacked about a million times. But I saw a stat earlier today that he's the, the second he's the second yardage leader in the league, isn't he? Behind, I think, behind Tua. Yeah, it's Tua. Yeah, he's thrown second most yards in the entire league, which I, I didn't peg him for that, to be fair. But I suppose he's throwing for 300 plus nearly every game. Well, he has to. He's throwing about 50 times a game as well, so that's why it's up there. But um, I'll ask you a question. Is Sam Howell going to be the uh, commander's quarterback next year? Yes. Yeah, I think, yes. I think so as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly confident because I don't think that the problems are him. As we said, we've got to give Jordan Love some slack since his rookie year. Same with Sam Howell. I mean, he, he started one game, I think, at the end of last year, didn't he? And this is pretty much his rookie season and the line has been dreadful. He's getting the shit kicked out of him every week and he's still putting up serious yards. So yeah, I think they'll, they'll give him a go and they've got enough to work with, I think, haven't they? Yeah, I'd definitely keep him for next year. I, I think you need to give him two years just to see what you've got there. I think the ownership probably will, but I think he's going to have a new coaching staff there. I don't know whether they'll give the job to the enemy or not. What do you think? I think they probably should just to see see what they've got, and I think they've they've won too many games really to be in the conversation for you know one of the elite quarterbacks. So it just makes sense to to give him a go, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. But um, just onto the running back room, Antonio Gibson way more efficient than uh, Brian Robinson again. I mean, it happens almost every week that he's more efficient in his work, but they'll still carry on grinding away with Brian Robinson. What do you make of this one? Yeah, I mean, did, did you know that Brian Robinson got shot a year ago? Yeah, I had heard. Oh, if I see that 50 cent many men clip any more times, I'm going to go nuts because I don't think it's even real, is it? I don't think it actually happened. You know what? If it carries on, I'll shoot him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope he doesn't get shot again and they come after the adjust your ranks, lads, because we'll be in in serious serious trouble doing a bit of porridge in in Washington. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you at all. But um, yeah, I mean, Gibson, he's out of contract at the end of this year. He's going to get a job, isn't he? It's just a case of where. I just don't know where he could land. Could be nice a little if Aaron Jones is done. I mean, he could take over the Aaron Jones role in Green Bay. He's very similar skill set. I just think there's going to be so many teams that like um, Antonio Gibson because he's a pass catcher. And um, I think loads of teams. Can you imagine Antonio Gibson on the Chiefs? I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I mean, because they're obviously going to get rid of McKinnon at some point and Clyde's going to go and him is the catcher and uh, Pacheco is the banger. That's quite a nice little pairing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've got got him stashed on loads of teams and I knew this year was going to be crap for him because I knew they'd taken Robinson and they love him. But I'm not moving Gibson because I think he's going to get a job next year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm still laughing. (laughs) Are you going to shoot Robinson? That's really, really tickled me. Um, Yeah. Let's talk about the wide receiver room because um, Jahan Dotson's finally performing, isn't he? Eight targets, got a touchdown, went for nearly 70 yards and he's sort of uh, starting to step up because he was crap at the start of the season. He was, um, you know, I think I dropped him in a redraft league in fairness, but the last two weeks he's been excellent. Yeah, it's lucky that it's like they've made a concerted effort to get in the ball, but another factor in this as well is that Curtis Samuel's been out injured as well, hasn't he? 
He has, yeah. But I mean, that surprise, Curtis Sam is always injured, always questionable. And but I did read earlier that Jahan Dotson's absent from practice for personal reasons. I don't know if he's just in shock that he's getting a few targets and <laughs> yeah. knackered, but um, or someone's turned up at training and tried to shoot Robinson. But um, <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, He's startable the rest of the way, isn't he? Bit of a down game for Terry McLaurin, but I'll say down. He's floor game. He gets 12.5 points. It's fine, isn't it? It's not killed you. Yeah, that's basically it with McLaurin. Even if he's not been having a really good game, he's still getting you 12 points. Yeah, I mean, McLaurin is sort of in that weird... We speak about this quite a lot. He's not quite worth a first, or I wouldn't want to pay a first, but you're not going to sell him for a second. I mean, he's in that bracket for me with Hollywood Brown and Amari Cooper. Have you got any preference if you had to order those three? McLaurin, Hollywood and Cooper in Dynasty. For the rest of this season, I would probably go um, McLaurin, Hollywood, Cooper. Really? What about you? I think I might go Hollywood, McLaurin, Cooper. Just because I like the possible ceiling of of Hollywood and they're going to be so crap, they're going to be chasing. Murray's going to be flinging it about, but... Yeah, I could see it going either way, but they're, they're all fairly similar range for me. I, I can never really decide between them. Yeah, I mean, Luca's got McLaurin and um, Aaron Jones on a side he's rebuilding in the PCHDL, and I'm looking at maybe making a move for for McLaurin and uh, Aaron Jones. But what do you what do you price that package up as? Because is that a first for both, or is it a first and a bit more for both? It's tough, isn't it? I think. It probably is a first and a bit more, isn't it? Really, because yeah, they so, could, yeah. they could help you win the league. I mean, they're both going to be fifteen points per week, and that could win you the league. So, if I'm selling, I want more than just a first. I never like selling players just for picks. I always want a little pot shot, an upside guy as well, just in case. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, that's is a first and a second enough? I don't know. Would you feel comfortable paying it? That's a they're both in that sort of bracket where you're not sure. Yeah, I mean, Jones is old. How long has he got left? McLaurin's 28. You're not going to get anything back on both of them. So what you're going to give away now, you're not going to get back. So, yeah, it's, it is a tough one because if you've got them as well and you're selling them, you want you want some profit back, don't you? So, yeah, yeah. tough one. I mean, the, the, the players that I think I've, I've given up a couple of times this season, I say happy to, I'm gutted to do it, but players like a, a Kendra Miller or a Zach Charbonnet that, aren't going to do a single thing, but they could be quite handy to a rebuild. You sort of chuck those in those deals, can't you? And sometimes that just tips over the edge. Yeah, even if I'm rebuilding, I, I, I tried to trade away Mark Andrews in a league where I'm going nowhere and I tried to get King Caden and a, and a first and a second. It didn't get done, but that's the sort of thing I'd be trying to do, get the younger guy and a couple of picks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, nothing else really going on in this team, was there? I mean, the tight end room, Logan Thomas, four, tar- four receptions, didn't really do much with it. But um, big win for the Commanders and just a disaster for the Patriots again. Yeah, I mean, where are the Patriots going to be picking next year? It's going to be very early, isn't it? I mean, I don't know their situation. Do they have their first? I'm sure they do, but they'll waste it on some crap again, like they usually do. But Yeah, they'll take a, they they'll get... take a small school guard, won't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me at all. But I mean, they need something to call back. Because I mean, I was higher on Mac Jones than most. I think he's all right. And I think we've said it before, at the 49ers, he'd probably be better than Purdy. But they just don't have the same sister in New England anymore. And He's just not a ceiling, is he? I've got no ceiling at all. I don't honestly know what, what they're doing in New England. It just needs a refresh, doesn't it? I, I mean, I love Uncle Bill, but 
I don't know. It just feels a little bit like Arsene Wenger in his final days where it's just not working anymore and he's got too much on his plate and it just needs a bit of a refresh. Yeah, he's got Marion Chamak at wide receiver and Maori Bischoff at running back. It's just not good, is it? <laughs> yeah. He's given he's given Lacazette games at, at quarterback and yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not for me. Um, but let's take us uh, down to New Orleans for your boys. I'd rather not, to be honest. No? <laughs> I mean, uh, the Tyson Bajan. Tyson Bajan was all right. Let's start with Tyson. Yeah, so he, he started the game really, really well. Let's go to the score. Chicago Bears 17 and New Orleans States 24. It was quite close for a lot of the way, to be fair. And, and a lot of that was on Tyler, Tyson Bajan. So early work, I think he got Cole Komet a couple of touchdowns in there, didn't he? And um, yeah, he played well. He scrambled well and he, he made plays off platform fairly well. He only kind of died on him near the end when he had, I think, three interceptions in the third or the fourth quarter, I think. But yeah, he did okay. Um, he was okay, but um, a little bit from formal in the running game, but um, not much else really. Quiet game for DJ Moore as well, to be honest. But if he'd have caught a couple of the deep ones from Bajan, Moore would have had a better game. But um, yeah, close one really, wasn't it? Did you did you see much of this one? I did. Yeah, I saw the highlights, and I don't think there's too much to to analyse really. As you said, it was um, you know Bajan was generally okay, but the interceptions killed him a little bit, and DJ Moore didn't do much. Mooney was all right. He had, he had one sort of start of stock where he just absolutely dropped a couple of guys and got some decent yardage. He was really good. The concerning one for me at the moment is Roshan Johnson. I don't know if it's, he's injured or he's wound someone up, but he's um, very clearly the, the running back free at the moment. And I mean, I did say that Foreman could be a bit of a stash and he could lead, but I did think that when healthy, Roshan would get back in here, but he's just not cracked it, is he? So the issue was that he, he had a concussion and it took him a couple of weeks to get over. And they kind of want to work him back in slowly. They don't want to give him a load of work because it was quite a bad concussion, apparently. So they're they're just taking their time with him and being cautious. And the fact that um, Donta Foreman is playing really, really well. So Khalil Herbert's just been activated as well. He's not he's not playing tonight, Khalil, but he'll be back next week. I just think they want to take their time with Roshan. I think long term he's going to be fine. But yeah, they're just being really careful with him. Yeah, and I think... Um, That's you the know, sort of I'm insight you only my... get from a Bears man, isn't it? Exactly, because no one else gives a shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but I, I still, I still like Roshan Johnson long term. And you know, speaking about rebuilding sides, he's a classic player to pick up, isn't he? Because Cleo Herbert's out of contract, Foreman's out of contract, Darrington Evans is nothing. So potentially, Roshan Johnson's the only running back on the roster next season. Yeah, hundred percent. If you're in a rebuild, try and get Roshan Johnson because next year I think he's going to be his year. Yeah, I mean, Cole Komet has wound me up because I actually moved off Komet after having him everywhere. I think I traded Cole Komet in a second. Yeah, I had him everywhere. And I finally just gave up. I was sick of it. And I think I traded Cole Komet in a second for uh, Pat Fatmouth at the Steelers. And Fatmouth's been out all all season and Komet's getting two touchdowns. So, yeah, I was not very happy. But um, he's got loads of work the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's obviously linked to Tyson Bajan, the rookie. They love a, a tight end, don't they? But I mean, he's got 18 targets the last two weeks. Yeah, he's been fairly efficient with his work. As well. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Cole Komet, but they renewed him as well. So he's going to have a role there. But um, yeah, he's done well. Um, he's not outstanding in any sort of athletic trait, but he's just fine. Um, a little bit like K. Dotton, really, just like middle of the like upper middle ground. But yeah, he, he's been he's been playing well the last few weeks. So he's big as well. He's about 6'6". So he's a nice target for that uh, rookie uh, quarterback, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. Um, I mean, over to the Saints, really, Derek Carr is still boring. I just can't even be bothered speaking about him, to be fair. But 
He's throwing for a couple of touchdowns. I mean, Kamara has dropped off in terms of his receptions. When he first came back off of uh, off of his suspension, he was getting something like 13 targets a game, and that's obviously slowed down a little bit. It just had to, didn't it? I think that was linked to um, Derek Carr's shoulder as well, wasn't it? He had a shoulder injury, and he was a bit gammy, and he wasn't throwing it deep. But I think now as he's sort of getting healthier, he's not dropping off to Kamara so much. And, um, yeah, Kendra Miller had one nice catch, but he... Uh, he done his ankle on the catch, and there he's out. So, um, yeah, a bit of a bad one for Kendra Miller so far, isn't it? Yeah, he's been a bit stop-start this whole season because he missed the pre-season, well, the testing at the combine as well, didn't he, with a knee injury. And, yeah, missed a lot this season. But, again, like Roshan Johnson, he's a, a stash for next year. If you can pick him up from a frustrated owner, you know, I, I'm happily stashing for next year. Yeah, definitely. But the uh, onto the wide receiver room, weird one for Michael Thomas, wasn't it? Oh, he killed me in two leagues, I think, because we play in very deep leagues and obviously people don't really like Thomas anymore, but because of buys and stuff, I had to start him and he's just a disaster, wasn't it? Did you start him anywhere? Yeah, I started him in, uh, I think, three leagues because I think some of those later leagues we started this year, I was just picking up Thomas in like the 16th or 17th round, something stupid, and he's been really good all year, really consistent, and then he, he goes and drops a goose egg on us. Yeah, he's been fine, really, isn't he, for what you paid for him? He picked him up really late as you said and he's been putting up sort of 10 to 13 points and he's been fine but yeah zero receptions uh, for one target was not what I had in mind especially when you look at the scumbags in the tight end room clearing up oh man I can't even talk about Taysom I literally lost to a, a couple of games this week because of Taysom Hill and his people using him at quarterback and using him at tight end because I think he's listed as both on sleeper isn't he he is and I just think it's disgusting as well to be honest awful carry on, carry on but I mean, 11 carries for 52 yards. Are you going to be listed as the running back as well? I mean, I don't like him, but he is very useful, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, for a real-life football team, he's excellent because he can play quarterback, he can play running back, tight end. I mean, he is a very good football player, but he's just annoying. I mean, when you get to the goal line, I had a little accumulator bet and I had Alvin Kamara lined up as a, a touchdown scorer. And you get there and they're handing it off to Taysom Hill. It's just really irritating. He's really, yeah, he's really good on those power runs, though, isn't he? He really is, but it's <laughs> obvious what he's going to do. So, I don't know. Um, maybe we're the idiots because people have picked him up off waivers and they're starting him and he's putting up 20-odd points. So, maybe we're the idiots. Yeah, I, don't, I just... Yeah, I don't know. He's so frustrating because he's... Yeah, I can't really talk too much about him. I, we used to have a Taysom Hill watch on previous podcasts, but, yeah, he's just a pain. Yeah, I mean, I can't bother speaking about him anymore. I'm so bored of it. So, should we move on? Yeah, let's go down to uh, Carolina. Let's go down to Carolina. So, it finishes uh, Carolina 13, uh, Indianapolis Colts 27. I mean, Bryce Young continues to struggle a bit, doesn't he? And I, I don't know if we can read too much into it, but he's not quite quite getting it done. And I traded for Adam Phelan last week in a competing side, and he killed me a bit. And I don't know. I mean, what did you make of this one? So two of the Bryce Young interceptions were really bad and they were both pick sixes to Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore's a really good slot corner from the uh, the Colts, but yeah, those two were really bad. Um, I, I, he's not been bad all year. He's been good, but you know the box score hasn't always been there. The Panthers have got very little talent. The O-line's crap, but he's looked good all year. But last week he didn't actually play well. Uh, yeah, the two pick sixes were really bad. Um 
you see such really good moments out of him, and then you, you just see some some of the rookie stuff, and it's yeah, it's disappointing. But you do watch him sometimes and think, wow, he really could be a player. But yeah, the the interceptions were a massive letdown last week. Yeah, I mean his skill set as well. He just can't really pump it down the field. He's relying a lot of yard after the catch type stuff, and. I don't know. His size is a concern. It's all a bit worrying. We had him as our quarterback one. I don't regret it because I really liked him. I still do. But yeah, we definitely got this one wrong, I think. And I don't know. You have to put it in context. The side is crap. I mean, the receiving room is crap. Adam Phelan's been incredible, but he's 33, 34 years old. And yeah, he's not really been helped, is he, by the weapons? They've not got anything else downfield either, really. They're not really giving any help at all. No, I mean, Mingo's a rookie and he's not very good. Terrace Marshall's an absolute disaster. DJ Chark can't stay healthy. Tight end room is dreadful. Miles Sanders has been a disaster. I mean, it's just all gone against them, isn't it, really? So I don't even know if it's a buying opportunity because I don't know what you're going to have to pay. You're still going to have to pay a first. And I just don't know if I want to pay a first for him at the moment. I think you have to just hope it gets better for the kid because it's not looking good. Yeah, I mean... For that whole Carolina coaching staff, they they might be in trouble as a, as a one and done, mightn't they? I think they could very well be because the, the way this roster has been constructed is terrible. I mean, they pay quite decent money to like bums at tight end, didn't they? Pay Ian Thomas something like forty million dollars as well, and I don't know. It's it's a very weird roster that they could be one and done because they are crap. I mean, they don't even have their first round pick, and and I think they're picking at one hundred two at the minute. <laughs> Jesus. Well, they've both gone to you, haven't they, I think? Yeah, we've got 102, 103 at the minute. Jesus. I mean, the, the one thing I would say, running back room, Sanders has been dreadful. Tuba Hubbard has, has taken over as the running back one here. And whether that has much value, I don't know, just because they're rubbish. The game script's not going to help running backs. But I've always quite liked Tuba Hubbard, and I stashed him in a, in a few in the off-season, and they like him. And, and one thing I think people don't appreciate is that, I don't know if you've watched Hubbard snaps, but... He's very good in pass protection as well. And that's important when Bryce Young's about three foot 11. Um, you know, so I think Hubbard's the running back one for the rest of the season. It's just whether that has any value as a position, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. I like Sanders, but he's just been a bit of a letdown really in Carolina. And I think Hubbard's the man for the rest of the way, isn't he? He is. He is. And, you know, if they can sort themselves out, that might have some value. If not, it's going to get you about 10 points a week, which is uh, not very good at all. But, um, I don't know. Is there anything else to say about the uh, the Panthers? No, let's move on to the uh, the Colts. So what did you make of Gardner Minshew this week? I mean, at one point, I don't know if you saw this one, he was out on the right-hand side and he, he went to make a little fadeaway throw and he fell over. It was <laughs> the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. Did you see this one? No, I didn't see that, no. Honestly, I've never seen anything like it. He was under no pressure and he's dropping backwards and he just falls over and he's lucky he didn't throw up a pick because it was an absolute disgrace, really. So... I mean, they've put up 27 points. I think it's just because the Panthers are crap, to be honest with you. And obviously, Jonathan Taylor was back. But I thought Minshew was a bit shit from what I saw, to be fair. What did you make of him? I mean, it was just classic Minshew. Some throws where you're just like, wow, like he could be a starter in the league all the time. And then some throws where you're like, ah, that's why he's not a starter in the league. But um, I think that's what you get with him, isn't it? Some Something's good, something's really bad. But a nice return from Taylor. He's getting better every week, isn't he? Yeah, really nice return from Taylor. And, you know, the split between him and Moss was uh, frustrating for a while, but it was never going to last. And they're just spelling him a little bit to keep him healthy. But he's looking very, very good and got in the end zone, didn't he? He's so good in that screen game as well. I think that was where his touchdown come from. But he's so good at that, isn't he? 
He's incredible. He's incredible. And I think his value has just been tanked strangely because he's still not that not that old, really. He's 24 years of age. He's been paid. And yeah, I mean, in Dynasty, he's still right up there as a, I mean, what would he be? The, the, the running back three at worst? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I traded for him in Essex, didn't I, this year with um, Big Craig. But um, yeah, I do like Taylor. I think you can probably still get him at a decent price right now maybe i think pete like you say i think people think that he's older than he is but he's still only 23 24 isn't he yeah i mean i think i saw him go today in one of our leagues what was it a, a late first and two seconds sort of one in each year which i think if you're picking up a running back one potentially like a top three dynasty running back for a first and a couple of seconds that's absolutely fine yeah i agree yeah i mean the wide receiver room Pittman just did what Pittman does doesn't he eight targets eight receptions he's an alpha um, Josh Downs went down with a knee, though. Um, he's questionable this week. He's still not practicing. Bit of a shame, really, because he's been very, very good and one of our boys, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I love Josh Downs, but I don't love him from from last week. He uh, he upset me. I had him playing in about four leagues, and um, he was questionable all week with this knee injury. And then he was, um, I think he was game time, and then he was up, and then um, I think he left after the first reception that he had, and... Yeah, still the same knee problem. I don't think he's going to play this weekend, so I think he might be out for a couple of weeks now. But yeah, he upset me last week. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, I've still got him on a couple of taxis. I've not quite had to elevate him yet because I've got him on sides where I'm I'm rebuilding anyway. So when I'm in those sides, even if I could do with him, I just keep him on the taxi. It just leaves that roster spot open, doesn't it? Just to pick up lads off waivers. And yeah, been a good season, but very frustrating if you start him. I mean, one bloke I've got to own a little bit, Alec Pierce. I was fairly high on him coming into the season as an opportunity, but he's been a disaster, really. Two targets, no receptions again this week, and I think he's questionable as well. So he's been dreadful. I don't think he's broke double figures for fantasy points in a single game. Yeah, don't own him anywhere because I pretty much hated him when he came out, and um, I'm, I'm quite happy about that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'll obviously back myself, but um, in fairness, I thought a different quarterback was going to be playing. But yeah, I'll have to own that one. It's a bit of a disaster from me. Um, Shall we skip the next one? Uh, I think we really, really need to talk about this next one. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Well, let's go to Las Vegas then. The Raiders 30, the Giants 6. I mean, I don't even know what to make of it. Just quickly on this one. You know, when Daniel Jones went down and did his ACL, I was about to send messages slagging him off big time saying, you can't even stand up. He's an idiot, and then then it come out about his ACL. So yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I was the same actually. I was calling him soft and all sorts, but it turns out he's <laughs> completely shredded his knee. Um, I mean, I've said it in the summer. I was fuming at our business. I had a little rant on here, didn't I, about our wide receivers and the makeup of the roster. We are the worst team in the league by a long way. I, I don't think the Patriots are much better, but they are better. We are so crap. Um, but I'll, I'll start on the Giants. But obviously, Jones now. Just missed some time with his his neck. And I mean, that's always worrying for a quarterback. Then he comes in and does his ACL. He's going to miss at least a year. I mean, that could be him done, to be honest with you, because we're going to get a very high pick. We wouldn't be doing a a good job if we didn't pick up a quarterback. And Jones could miss a bit of next season. And that could be him done as the giant starter. And I think he'll probably get another job because he's all right. But I don't know. I mean, are you worried about him long term as a dynasty asset at all? Um, I've been listening to some podcasts this week and they were kind of saying that you probably will be high enough to pick a quarterback. They think Drake May is perfect for the Giants. They were saying that he's got a £35 million cap hit next year, Daniel Jones, and you can't really get out of it. So they were saying that you might sort of sort of do a, a 
salary dump with him and trade him somewhere but eat a lot of it, similar to the Goff and, and the Stafford thing where you might trade him but eat a lot of the money. But um, I think long-term he'll probably be okay because he'll come back from the ACL and he'll always have a job because he's he's a, he's a middling to lower starter in the league, isn't he? There's, there's lots of worse quarterbacks than Dan, than Daniel Jones, but I agree with you. I think his time at the Giants might be up. Yeah, and I can't say I'm that bothered about it, really. He looked all right last year, but I think it was a new system and Dayball, um, you know, did a very, very good job. But he's shown us what he is over the years and we were speaking in our group and our boy Michael, Michael DeGeordie, um, said that he was done with Daniel Jones when he fell over against the Eagles. And I don't know if anyone remembers it, where he was sprinting the length of the field. He got about 10 yards from the from the, uh, the touchline and he just fell over. No one on him at all. He's just a bit of an idiot. So it's a shame. I remember being up on draft night, messaging you. I was fuming that we're taking him. Um, so I won't be sad to see him go, but it is a shame to obviously see him go out like that. But um, Tommy DeVito, a lad that we were laughing about in the preseason as being the uh, the new Jersey lad in his white vest and chains and stuff. He actually looked a bit better than he did last week. We didn't trust him at all to throw the ball last week. It was entirely running for about three quarters of the game. Um, but this week he had it out a little bit. Completed 15 passes for 175 yards and a touchdown. I mean, people have gone a bit nuts picking him up off waivers. Did you bother? Uh, I did in one league just purely to try and sell him because there's quite a few quarterback needy teams in the league. So, yeah, one league I picked him up because I'm going to try and sell him. But, um, yeah, there were some mad amounts spent on him. I don't know. He might get this weekend, but then if he's a shambles this weekend, I think they might go to Barkley or or get someone in because... Dayball's a proper football man and will want to be respectable, won't he? But in honesty, what you should do is keep him in there and tank. But I don't know whether Dayball will do that. Yeah, I mean, I sort of agree with that. The only thing I would say, though, is if we're going to be tanking, you need to develop the young players. And can they develop if they, the ball can't get to them? So, I mean, players like Wanda and Robinson missed a lot of time. and Getting high as well. Get, yeah, you want to get high at the ball. And is De Vitter going to get it to him? Maybe not. So, uh, maybe. We'll see. Apparently, um, Tommy DeVito spends... Uh, 67% of his time outside the pork store. <laughs> He's, I sort of thought, have you got an actual stat here or is this going to be like a like a diss? But yeah, I like that, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I respect that he sits there with a tinfoil sort of sun reflection. Um, I don't know. It's it's just sums this season up, doesn't it? Because we were laughing in the pre-season at all these lads and half of them have ended up being starters. I think there were 11 starting rookie quarterbacks um, this weekend, which is mad. Yeah, it's been mad. it's been chaos for quarterbacks, hasn't it? I mean, you've seen some some guys play this season that will probably never play again. No, absolutely dreadful. I mean, Saquon was back. He was fine, wasn't he? 16 carries for 90 yards and a few receptions. But, yeah, I mean, the rest of the room, awful. I want to ask, um, you, a, I want to ask you a question on Saquon. Go for it. Do you think he's lost a little bit of his super burst? I mean, he used to be proper explosive he looks to me like he's lost a little bit of that I think he probably has he's 26 he's missed a lot of football hasn't he really some serious injuries he's done his ACL and he's basically missed pretty much two whole seasons since he's been at the Giants and yeah I'd be surprised if he's not lost a little bit because that rookie season when he came out he was incredible and I do worry because you look back a few years ago look at Zeke look how bursty Zeke was and the way he explodes through you see him now he's a completely different player and he's not that much older than Barkley. I mean, what is he, two years older, if that? Yeah. He's not had the injuries. He's not had the injuries Barkley's had either, is he? 
Exactly, exactly that. So I do worry about Barkley. I mean, you can see why you don't want to pay running backs, but um, he's definitely lost a step, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. I was just watching him run last week, and I just thought, you know, he, he used to be more burstier than that. I don't know. He might be carrying an injury. You never know, do you? But it just just shook me last week when I was watching him. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd sort of do agree. And he's not really a player that I'd be interested in dynasty, to be honest with you. I know that if you're a competing side, you should always be looking at these running backs and maybe pick him up. But I just don't know if he's going to be that good because we are crap and we're not going to be in a good game script to run the ball. You're relying on him getting receptions from a, a rookie quarterback that nobody thought would ever play. I, I don't know if I like that at all. Yeah, so onto the wide receivers. It was a nice game for Wanda Robinson, was it? I think he's a quarterback's best friend, isn't he, the way he plays? Yeah, and actually, we were talking about sort of comparable players. He's a bit tanked, Del. A little bit. Obviously not as good, but in terms of stature and sort of how he should be playing. And he caught the touchdown. He just stood there. It was quite nice. He was very open and... I don't know. I do like Wondell Robinson. He's sort of been a bit forgotten about, hasn't he? He was a second-round pick for us. Yeah, I quite like him as well, to be honest. It was nice to see him get that touchdown last week. Yeah, I don't know. Was he at Kentucky with Will Levis? I don't actually know if they crossed paths. Uh, I'm not sure, actually, because um, Levis was at um, Penn, <coughs> Penn State and was a transfer. So Yeah, I don't know if they crossed paths at all. But, um, yeah, nice to see him do well. The rest of the room, I finally cut Isaiah Hodgins. I'm doing like a a slow bleed out with Hodgins. I'm doing about two leagues a week. It will take me about six months to get rid of him in all, all my teams. <laughs> yeah, he's disappeared, hasn't he? Jesus. I mean, he's done absolutely nothing. I think he's put up three zeros in a row in, in fantasy. What about uh, Daniel Bellinger? You, uh, I, I like Bellinger, but um, I don't know if you're keen, are you? Well, I, I do. I do. And you're trying to justify your trade. Um, <laughs> but I, I do like him, actually. And obviously, Darren Waller, I think he's just done, isn't he? He's he's never been that healthy and missing some time and all this sort of stuff. Next thing you know, he's on IR. Why would he come back early? I, I don't know. So, um, yeah, Bellinger could have a decent role there. He was very good in his rookie season until someone tried to rip his eyes out. And, um, yeah, I do like him. So, uh, on to the, uh, the Raiders. My boy Aidan O'Connell didn't really, um, didn't really have much to do, to be honest. He just sort of game-managed it and kept it fairly stable. 16 from 25 for 209 yards. No touchdowns, which kind of kept his box score low, but he was decent, wasn't he? He was right, yeah. He was just a bit of a game manager. He's basically a good Jimmy G, which is a bit weird. Um, but he was fine, wasn't he? Yeah, he was decent. I think they they tried to make this a game for Jacobs, didn't they? they? Tried to get him some work. Yeah, I mean, Pierce loves Jacobs, doesn't he? The new coach. and I don't know if you've been following all the story about, about the Raiders and there was a lot of very difficult meetings and the players just didn't like... McDaniels and they wanted to go with Pierce and I can see why he's quite likeable isn't he the new guy yeah did you hear about that he uh, referenced beating the Patriots in 2011 and uh, McDaniels wasn't happy at all about it yeah don't speak about the Patriots like that <laughs> do me a favour um, but did you have you sort of seen Pierce's car oh the, yeah yeah the um, was it the Chevy is it a Chevy I think he drives a 64 Cadillac yeah, 64 Chevy, yeah yeah yeah, I mean, it's a proper... I don't know if he's got hydraulics, but I imagine he does. Um, <laughs> elite. So, uh, yeah, I really like him. That that just reeks of the Raiders, though, doesn't it? Of course it does. Of course it does. But I, I, it's good news for Jacobs in fantasy because I was a bit frustrated by Jacobs, but you sort of said that he's been built up uh, sort of slowly along this year and they're sort of opening him up a bit now, aren't they? Yeah, I think he was always going to be fine. I think it just took him time when he was on his way back and... He's just a bit rusty, wasn't he? I think he'll be fine the rest of the season. But um, the wide receiver room, so 
Jake, Jacoby Myers again has got the touchdown, got some work there. He's, he's the top point scorer this week, wasn't he? He was. Nice little touchdown as well back on the left-hand side, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, he's been very consistent. He's another one that I don't quite know how to value because I don't think he's worth a first, but actually he probably is. Yeah, I, I I don't think I could ever pay a first for Myers, but he's probably worth more than a two, isn't he? He is. I mean, I keep saying, making this point. If you've picked, if you've spent your one twelve on a guy that's just sitting there, if you spent your one twelve on Kendra Miller, and he's doing absolutely nothing, you'd pay Kendra Miller for Myers now, wouldn't you? Yeah, you probably would if you're a contender. Yeah, it's the thing. Like, it's it's so easy to get stuck up on picks, and you won't want to pay a first, but. Myers has been really decent, putting up some really decent numbers every week. And if you've got him, you're probably very, very happy. I'm just still amazed that the Patriots let him go, to be honest. Yeah, we say it all the time, don't we? And in fairness, he's never been a touchdown scorer. He's just turned it on out of nowhere this season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that was always going to turn. Just we didn't expect this amount of touchdowns, did we? But nice game for uh, Trey Tucker as well, wasn't it? It was. And Trey Tucker's not really a guy I don't think I've got him rostered anywhere because he's a bit of a gadget guy and I don't think he was like a, a late draft pick. I was he was he fourth round? Did you see that bomb that um, Aiden O'Connell threw? I think he was fourth round, by the way, as well. Yeah, I didn't see the bomb. What did he do? Yeah, he just literally bombed it about 40, 50 yards down the field. And yeah, Trey Tucker took it in. So that's where a lot of the yardage come from for Trey Tucker was that bomb down the field from Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams, um, what what do we because I was looking around a league earlier and I'm I'm sort of competing but I'm a bit weak at wide receiver and I looked at Adams and I thought I don't know what I'm going to have to pay because I think the owner will still want a first but there's no chance I'm paying a first for him. Yeah, he's one of the toughest ones to value right now because I think he's 31, isn't he? I think yeah, well, he's 30, nearly 31. Um, so he's not 31 until he's 31. So um, <clears throat> I just don't know if I, I can pay a first for him. Because what's he going to do for the rest of the season with Aidan O'Connell? He's had two very poor games now. Yeah, very, very difficult to value. Yeah, I I don't think I'd want to pay a first. But again, he's he's worth more than a two, isn't he? So, he's, yeah, it's tough. You're not going to get much value back, are you, next year? No, I mean, you have to be quite confident. If you're a competing side and you're dropping that first, you have to win the league, really, don't you? Because you're going to lose him for absolutely nothing because no one's paying for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, why the tight end room, not much to talk about. Maya had his like a mini breakout a few weeks ago, didn't he? But not really much since then. And I suppose he's got to get a connection with the new guy at quarterback. I'm, I'm not worried about Maya. He'll be fine long term. Yeah, he's one you want to be picking up in rebuilds as well, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah, definitely. If you're not competing, maybe move off of the Musgrave for Maya Plus and, and just uh, see how you get on. Let's head, uh, let's head into Philadelphia. Talk to me about this one. Yeah, I mean, Philadelphia, this was, uh, you know, ends up the Eagles 28, Cowboys 23. But I thought Dak Prescott was excellent in this game. It's sort of back to the Dak that we uh, know and love. I mean, as a giant, I don't, but he's one of your boys, isn't he? I thought Dak Prescott was outstanding, to be honest. I thought he was really, really good. I think everything that he did with his legs as well, the, the plays that he made off structure. And yeah, I thought Dak was outstanding. I thought he did everything he could to win that game. I just think... Silly little things cost them really the you know the um, offsides when they were up on near the goal line and just stupid stupid stuff near the end really it cost them. But I, I, if I was a Cowboys fan coming out of that, I'd be I'd be fairly pleased because I think I think they had everything there to beat the Eagles this week. But it just silly little things and execution cost them. 
Yeah, I do agree. I mean, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm very frustrated at the running back room. Pollard, just not really doing it, is he? And he's a guy that I don't think you and I have ever been in on at all. We, we had some concerns about him. Is he a lead back? And I think he's proved he's not. I ended up buying him in one league because I thought I'd be competing and I thought he'd be a sure thing, but he's been dreadful. So they were saying a lot of his successful runs previously were like outside zone runs, but now they're trying to run him up the gut a little bit more and it's not quite working. So I don't know. I mean, he, he, he's not looked as explosive as he used to, has he? He really hasn't at all. He really hasn't. And I think one of my concerns with him is that everyone was talking about him like he was a lot younger than Zeke, but he's about six months younger, I think. He's not like he's 22, 23. He's 26, nearly 27. He's not a young guy at all. So, yeah, they franchise tagged him this year, and I don't think they'll keep him next year, will they? I don't think so, but I don't know. They might get one in free agency because I don't think they're going to be... The running back class next year that's coming out is not great. There's not many in there, so I don't know what they'll do. I mean... Their O-line used to be amazing. They might shore that up and you can normally get any guy behind that, can't you? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I mean, on to the wide receiver, CD Lamb. He's had a good few weeks, isn't he? 191 yards. Yeah, I mean, I love CD Lamb. He's one of my favourite wide receivers. So, yeah, I, lo- I just love watching him. He's kind of got that arrogance in his play when he catches and, you know, when he moves. I, just, I really, really like CD Lamb and... I may be in talks with someone in a league trying to acquire him at the moment. Hell of a price. I mean, you're going to have to pay. What's his value in a vacuum in a Superflex league? <laughs> I mean, I've got Jackson Smith and Jigba and Tank Dill in the league. So maybe those two and, and, and a first and a second. I don't know. It'd probably be more than that. I'm not sure, but we'll Yeah, I mean, we'll I think it's, it. it's two, two firsts and a, and a very good upside player, I think, isn't it? It's... Um... Yeah, I mean, how far away is he from Jefferson and Chase, though? He's definitely closing the gap. So those two at the top, and then it's probably Lamb and AJ Brown, isn't it? Yeah, I just wonder how how far that gap is, because I think Jefferson's obviously the number one, but should he be? We don't know who the quarterback is there next year. Is the connection going to be the same? I I don't know. That gap, I think, is getting smaller than people think it is. Yeah, I I still struggle to see beyond Chase's. Why I love Chase. Sorry, I love Jefferson. I just struggle to see past Jefferson as wide receiver. And someone asked about him in a league earlier, and I just said, "No, he's untouchable." But I know that shouldn't be the way in Dynasty, and you should consider everyone. But I, I can't let Jefferson go anywhere. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. I mean, there's not much else going on in this room. Is there really? Gallup has been an absolute disaster. Yeah, Brandon Cooks as well. Brandon Cooks is. Disappear, and I thought he was going to really be a really good piece, but Jalen Tolbert's kind of come out of the woodwork, hasn't he? Yeah, we might talk about this a little bit later, actually. Yeah, I mean, I even like Cavonte Turpin as a return guy and some some gadget nonsense. I think he's very shifty, isn't he? What was he in the CFL or was it the XFL where he was the return guy and like the star receiver there? And he had all those highlight plays, didn't he, of doing the sort of the 99 return yards and stuff. And he's been very good. He's slowly worked his way away from special teams and getting active on a, on the offence. And he's actually very shifty, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. He's, he's rapid and yeah, he, he moves about well. But um, this week was all about Jake Ferguson in the tight end room, wasn't it? It really was. It really, really was. And I mean, the, the shoemaker didn't do anything again. He had one reception. But um, yeah, Jake Ferguson's been excellent. 91 yards from tight end and a touchdown. He's been a great, great value. Yeah, Dak always likes the tight end as well, doesn't he? So it was always going to be someone from this room. I just don't think anyone ever knew who did they out of the shoemaker and Ferguson. 
Yeah, exactly. But it's definitely clearly Ferguson. I've got him in our home redraft league at a very good value because I don't like to uh, pay up for Titans. I think I've got Ferguson and Dalton Kincaid. And it's finally starting to come to fruition, actually. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's doing all right. But uh, I mean, over to the Eagles, I mean, they're obviously very, very good, but I just, I just don't like them. I mean, Jalen Hurts, very good, 207 yards and a couple of touchdowns, a few brotherly shoves, which drives me nuts. But then after the game, he goes into the gym and he starts throwing around a medicine ball and putting on Instagram. Did you see this? I didn't see that. What was he doing? He basically left the game. Bear in mind, he's played a three and a half hour division rivalry game, one, and he's gone straight to the gym and started chucking a medicine ball around for Instagram. And I think... You know, good on you. You work obviously hard, but it's a bit too try hard for me. You've just played three and a half hours. If I'm your coach and you're in the gym chucking a medicine ball around after three and a half hour game, do me a favour. Yeah, get down the endos and get some chicken, you dweeb. Exactly. Get a little massage and get in your hot tub. But um, yeah, it's all for show. I just don't really like it. I think the, the hashtag was starving. As you said, get down Freeport then and get some grub. Yeah, I can't. I can't tolerate that. No, sick of it. But... Running back room as well. I mean, Swift, it's been a bit up and down, isn't it? Dreadful week one, then he's been excellent. And then out of nowhere, just didn't really get used. But it's just up against a very stout Cowboys run defense. And maybe it's just uh, just what they had to do to get through this game. Yeah, he's uh, he was better than his box score suggests, Swift. He he ran really well and he was going, he got stopped like near the two and the three a couple of times. And then obviously they got Hurts doing his nonsense to get in, but yeah, I've got no worries over Swift. I'd actually use this during their bye week to try and buy him if I can, and a couple just for the running, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, wide receiver room, um, not much to say really. AJ Brown back down to earth a little bit, but he still puts up nearly 20 fantasy <laughs> points and just not quite the 150 yards he's been doing every week. But uh, Devonta Smith finally came back with a touchdown. Didn't get much work, but 51 yards and a touchdown. I, I think he could be a sneaky... Um, a sneaky buy for the rest of the season. They're on a bye week this week, but I don't know. Should you be looking at Devonta Smith and try and pick him yeah, up? Yeah, you definitely should because there's there's historical um, evidence where Dallas Goddard's out, Smith's snap share goes right up. So I think Goddard's now on IR. I think he broke his forearm, but um, I expect Devonta Smith's share to go up now that Goddard's out. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the thing really because, I mean, the rest of the tight end room, let's have a look at it. Goddard's out for four weeks. Could be longer. I mean, it's fractured arm is quite serious really people are talking about Albert Akui Boonham could be a pickup or, or Jack Stoll but I just think I'd rather not bother with either of them and, and just you know if you've got one of these wide receivers trot them out because I wouldn't be starting Albert O anywhere yeah not for me either they're just going to be have guys out there blocking aren't they and maybe picking up the odd reception and I think they've just used Devonta Smith for maybe Zacchaeus Moore and, and obviously Julio Jones is there as well and they had him on a few red zone packages so do you think they'll do that more often, to be honest? Yeah, agree. Well, um, let's go over to Cincinnati, Bengals-Bills. Yeah, so the Buffalo Bills 18, the Cincinnati Bengals 24. I think the Bills have kind of died on us in, in the last few weeks, but Cincinnati seem on the rise again, don't they? To turn over the 49ers and the Bills in consecutive weeks is pretty impressive, isn't it? It really is. And Burrow had a slow start, didn't he? He wasn't very healthy and he... You know, had a couple of those really poor games, but um, he's finally turning up. And I think actually the run game's finally turned up. Mixon looks very good for the last couple of weeks. And um, I'm you know, surprised to see my mate Liam pick him up earlier for pretty much nothing, but he's looking good, isn't he? Yeah, the last few weeks, Mixon has looked shiftier than he's looked in the last probably 
I don't know, 12 months. He, he was, he's been looking like pretty bad, but yeah, the last few weeks, he's really, you never know what's going on behind the scenes, what injuries they're carrying or, or maybe, I don't know, mixing carries a lot of guns as well, doesn't he? But yeah, I mean, he's looked much quicker the last few weeks, much shiftier and yeah, he's been sort of back to his old self, but Joe Burrow is something else to watch when he's on form, isn't he? Oh, he really is. And he's just got the X factor, isn't it? I'll tell you what I don't like though. Do you see he turned up to the game in some sort of, green suede denim suit. I've just got no time for that sort of carry-on, but he's obviously excellent and uh, very cool with it, isn't he? He is, yeah. And this was kind of a return from, from T. Higgins as well, wasn't it? It was. It was nice to have T. Higgins back, although he's uh, he's questionable again. He always seems to be bloody questionable. and I, I don't know. He's driving me mad. I'm trying to move off him, I think, because I've got him in two leagues and he's starting to really wind me up. So a very good game, but he's followed this whole week by being questionable. He was at training earlier in a T-shirt and trainers and stuff. And you know, it's a bit of a wimp. You're it? not going to want to move off him when he's wide receiver one somewhere next year, though, are you? This is the problem. This is the problem. If he ends up, we, we say it all the time, if he ends up at the Chiefs as the alpha there, which they do need, I mean, it's going to be absolutely incredible. That was that was the report this week, wasn't it? The Chiefs are the favourites to pick him up. Yeah, it was. It really was. So, um yeah, uh, I, I don't know. He, he winds me up. I've, I've got him on a couple of leagues and it sort of killed me a little bit. So, yeah, I don't want to talk about him too much. Jamar Chase took a bad fall on that back, didn't he? He did, and uh, he's been questionable as well this week, hasn't he? So, I mean, the talk is that he should be all right, but I don't know. It's uh, a bit of a worry. Quite a nasty fall. They seem to um, find a lot of targets to the tight ends this week, though, as well, didn't they? They did, and our boy Irv Smith, you know, as soon as we think he's... Uh, you know, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Are you back in on Irv Smith? Uh, I don't know. I picked him up in a couple just because he was on waivers and I always quite liked him. But um, I'm going to hold him for a few weeks, see how it goes. You never know, they might work him in. Burrow's finally fit and he's had a bit more work the last few weeks. So, yeah, maybe one just to keep an eye on, isn't he? Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, I don't know, I sort of cut him in a couple because he was winding me up. But on the, the Titan Premier Leagues, I've managed to keep hold of him just because if you've got a decent enough Titan Premium, even if he gets two receptions for, you know, 20-odd yards, sometimes it's worth it, isn't it? So, yeah, if he can be consistent, particularly this week, he might be worth a little spot start. If um, if Higgins misses time and if Chase is questionable, it might be um, time to fire a Perth Smith in your starting lineup, possibly. Yeah, maybe. But um, what are you saying about the Bills this week? Josh Allen? I mean, I, I don't know. Is Josh Allen actually good? Has anyone actually checked on this? Um, I think he is, but I think um, I think he misses Brian Dable. Yeah, well, I don't, so he can have him back. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are a bit miffed about the play call in there and what they're actually trying to do. And I don't know. We've seen some more inconsistencies from him this year, haven't we? I don't know. I, he's still... Obviously, a really good quarterback, and I think he's still a top fantasy dynasty quarterback. So, yeah, it's just more inconsistencies in his game a little bit, isn't there? Yeah, there really is. It's um, I don't know. I, I don't roster him anywhere. I don't think. Um, I just didn't really like the price that you have to pay for him, and I don't know. Just never really liked him. Didn't really like him as a rookie. I don't really like him as a person. He had some questionable character stuff when he was younger as well, and quite glad I don't really roster him. I never knew you felt this way about um, Josh Allen. I didn't actually until just now. I've just sort of gone a little rant. I've never even said it before, but I'm just sort of 
Josh Allen's career is flashing before me. I've never, I don't think I've owned him in any dynasty league. Yeah, I've got him. In, never pick him up. I've in, got him in two, mm-hmm. but it was it was where I obviously drafted him. Yeah, I just don't think I've ever rostered him. I don't like paying up in in redraft leagues, so I don't have him there. Don't have him in any dynasty leagues, so I've never bothered with him there. Don't really like him. I don't like Buffalo. Don't like the city. I don't like the state. It's freezing. Don't like the fans. Um, so yeah, it's not for me. Never thought about putting yourself through a table, then, though. Honestly, these lads, the Bills Mafia, do me a favour. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's minus five or something. You chuck yourself off a, a Nissan Datsun and throw yourself through a table. I've got, I've got no time for it. <laughs> it's always quite funny watching it, though, isn't it? It's always good. They're always nutters, aren't they? It's absolutely uh, steaming, aren't they? After about eighty-seven beers, had some, they've had some meat on their little barbecue, aren't they? And they just chuck themselves through a table. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? But um. Yeah, should we should we go over to Los Angeles? Yeah, let's head down there. Um, this was a bit of a pounding for the Jets, wasn't it? They can't get anything going with Zach Wilson. But the LA Chargers, 27, the New York Jets, 6. What are we saying? I mean, I've got, I've gone in on Zach Wilson a little bit and I just thought he could potentially have a path, but he's just not getting it done as he's a... He's just a shambles. And I don't know, Robert Salah, he came out after and he said... Um, Oh, it's definitely not uh, Zach Wilson's worst game. And I, I don't know if that's a diss or not. I mean, is he defending him there or is he saying he could be worse? I, I don't really know. Um, but yeah, they're just not doing anything at all, are they? Running game didn't really get very much going. And, you know, Brees Hall was fine, but not great. And I don't know. It's a bit worrying for me. Wilson seems to be not quite quarterback proof, but he seems to be okay, doesn't he? goes for 80 yards, but rest of the side is a bit of a disaster. Yeah, Wilson's always going to get the volume because he just gets open so much and I don't think even a chump like Zach Wilson can miss him. But other than that, it's very, very ordinary. Conklin gets a lot of work because that's what young quarterbacks do, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And um, yeah, it's going to be, he's not quite one and done because obviously he started a couple of years ago, but he's not going to keep this job. And interestingly, Aaron Rodgers is at the game and I don't really like it because... If you're a leader, why can't he just keep his mouth shut, stay off the field and just help Zach Wilson get in his ear and try and coach him through? But instead, he's on the pitch throwing balls and telling players he's coming back in a few weeks' time. I just don't think that helps, does it? It's just all the Aaron Rodgers show. I just don't really like it. What do you make of that? Yeah, it's just Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers in it and wanting all the limelight. I mean, he had to chat with Derwin James at the end and he made sure to let Derwin James know he's only a few weeks away, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. And, and and let's be honest with you, he's ripped his Achilles at the age of 39. You're not you're not three weeks away. There's zero chance. I mean, there's possibly an outside chance if they got into the playoffs, he could come back later in the season, but they're not going to. So it's just bollocks. Yeah. It just has to be the Aaron Rodgers show. And it's a shame, really, because I actually quite like Zach Wilson. He came across fairly well in the hard knocks, but... Yeah, I don't think the uh, the elderly quarterbacks doing many favours at all, is no, it? No, definitely not. But onto the uh, onto the Chargers. So this was kind of a game management week from uh, from Justin Herbert. I watched a bit of analysis this week. I think it was May Mays and Tice kind of said he knew he was up against quite a stout defence and just game managed it. He had the fumble, and then after that, he kind of went into his shell a little bit, which is a bit worrying. But um, yeah, it was more of an Eckler game this week, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. And it's about time, really, because he's not been the healthiest this year, Eckler, is he? He's missed some time and he's not sort of been the player that we know. But I just don't think Herbert needed to go wild, did he? Because the Jets weren't very good and Wilson's never going to win in that game. So it was just a bit of a game management. And 
I mean, I'm not bothered about Herbert. We've had a bit of a chat in the league this week, haven't we? And I know that some of the lads, I don't know if they're just winding you up, but there's some, there's some questions about Herbert. Is he a top dynasty asset? Is he a top quarterback or not? No, he's terrible, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. no good, Herbert. Yeah, you have a little chomp on all their little uh, little fishes, don't you? But um, I don't know. He's he's struggling a bit. He's got no real weapons other than Keenan Allen. He's lost Mike Williams. Josh Palmer, he's good, but he's now an IR and he's just average as well. And, and Quentin Johnson, he's he's crap. I'm not changing my mind on it at all. He's just not very good. I mean, Keenan Allen, was this is his standard game, isn't it? Eight from nine for 77 yards. Even Darius Davis got the touchdown with the uh, return, but... There's not much else there, really, is there? Quinton Johnston, he's not doing anything. He's getting bullied at the line. And, you know, even people like Josh Palmer were earning targets. Mike Williams was earning targets. Keenan Allen was earning targets. you got all these people earning targets. And you got QJ being bullied at the line, haven't you? I don't know whether they need to scheme him up better or not. But I just don't think it's very promising for him right now. No, I mean, Jalen Guyton's been out for about a year, I think. And he came in and, and nearly had the same targets as a first-round pick, Quentin Johnston. So... Yeah, it's going to be a tough ride. The only lad, just as a bit of a deeper guy, that I'm still not quite out on is Gerald Everett for the next couple of weeks because the ball's got to go somewhere, hasn't it? And everyone's struggling with injuries and bye weeks and stuff. I I, I wouldn't mind starting Gerald Everett. Don't you like add, add Gerald Everett at this time every year? Pretty much. I've done it for the last three or four years, I think. So <laughs> it will come right once and I'll take a little victory lap. But... um. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're playing the Lions. It could be a shootout. And, yeah, I just think there could be a little bit of, um, you know, touchdown upside there, potentially. Yeah, I, I've never really minded him. I, th- I think he's he's fairly useful there, isn't he? And I, I think Justin Herbert quite likes him. So, yeah, you, you're right. He could have some work in the next few weeks, couldn't he? Especially with how many receivers have got down and the fact their first-round receiver's crap. Yeah. I mean, going back to uh, your boy Justin Herbert, are you, are you worried in Dynasty? Or is it just struggling with injury the roster's not quite made up what would you make of it yeah I'm not worried at all if people want to sell him to me I'll, I'll happily buy him um, I think he's going to be fine he's, he's had a rough couple of weeks and yeah he's missing people and I don't know it's just been been a bit weird they've won games when he's not played well and I don't know maybe he's not had to do much but yeah I don't know I'm not worried about him long term he's just maybe had a few bad weeks really yeah, I sort of agree, really. I mean, looking back, he's been in his career quarterback nine in his rookie season, quarterback two, quarterback 11, and he's currently the quarterback seven. So he's never, ever killed you at all and lost all of his weapons. They've just got to get this rebuild right there, haven't they, really? Because, I mean, what's Eckler, 29-30? Mike Williams off a bad injury. Keenan Allen, the 31. Johnson doesn't look the best. I don't know. They, they need to nail the next year or so. Yeah, they definitely do need to nail their next year. And, you know, they've paid Justin now as well, haven't they? So they're not going to be uh, sort of cash-free either, are they? No, exactly that. So, um, I don't know. But it's uh, it's been a very tough... I'd say it's been the toughest fantasy season that I've played in, I think. I don't know how you feel about it. It's just been a nightmare. So many injuries. Bye week seems to be more brutal than ever. It's been tough out there. No, no. The worst one was that COVID one when you'd lose a guy the day before. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong, actually. You're not wrong. That program was awful, wasn't it? Yeah, that's when we started having like five COVID roster spots and we had to sort of nominate swapsies in the group and it was a nightmare, wasn't it? It uh... Yeah, do you remember that? We had to nominate people we'd want in if it was a last minute thing. Do you remember? Yeah, so if a guy just got stuck in your lineup as it happens and they've had a little cough an hour before the game, (laughs) 
we had to like manually swap everyone out. That was a interesting fantasy. Yeah, we went. I think we managed it quite well, though. To be fair, big Davy Gray and, and myself with our leagues. I think, I think we looked after the COVID years. We had to put disclaimers out and and all sorts of rule changes and everything. And we kind of copied and pasted from each other for a lot of our leagues. So yeah, we got through it together. Yeah, we did. And then then this last season was even worse. We had Damar Hamlin died of us and, and screwed the playoffs. So. Cheers, pal. Yeah, he cost me. Yeah, uh, he cost me a final actually. So yeah, he, uh, I've not forgiven Demar Hamlin yet. No, I mean he cost me a he cost me a final actually as well. Me and Big David Gray ended up just uh, agreeing to split the pot, but I think uh, I-, I was due to win it comfortably. But we agreed to split pot. That's the man you are, though, isn't it? Absolutely, and we actually donated to charity as well. So uh, well, we gave some of it to charity, but not you know giving it all away. Come on. <laughs> So uh, that's the uh, the scores from uh, the games this week for uh, for week nine. So we're just going to move on to studs and duds. I'm uh, I'm first up. So thirty from forty two, throwing for four hundred and seventy yards, five touchdowns. Some of the throws were an absolute joke. Some of them were out of this world. He's a really lovely throw of the ball. It doesn't matter if he showed out in the pre draft S two test. My stud of the week and already a potential top ten dynasty quarterback is. Coleridge Bernard, C.J. Stroud the fourth. Bernard, I'm not having him at all. Top fifty dynasty quarterback, Jesus. That was impressive, though, wasn't it, from Stroud? Oh, incredible! I mean, he would have been mine. You beat me to it, but uh, yeah, he was the obvious answer this week. He was just incredible. So, a very good decision. Uh, my one's a little bit different to yours, but uh, it's hard to not root for this lad. Really, this is fifth side since week fourteen last season. Came into a new side and he was thrown into the QB1 role completely unexpectedly. He didn't know the cadence, he didn't know the playbook, he didn't know the names of his teammates. He learnt them all on the sideline, put an extra five hours in on the Friday trying to learn just something about the team. The stats aren't amazing, but he threw for two touchdowns, converted a two-point conversion, and he ran another touchdown and he was just sensational in the night. And He won his team the game, so he's a massive dweeb, but he played lights out and he won his team the game. So my stud of the week is Robert Joshua Dobbs. Robert? Oh, he should have gone with Robert, really, shouldn't he? He should. He looks like a Robert as well. I don't know if you saw after the game, you know, all the lads come out in their chains and nice clobber. He's just got like a Burton's jumper on and like a button-up shirt. It's uh, it's proper rocket scientist clobber. (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely a Robert, isn't he? Not Josh. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, obviously he's not quite a CJ Stroud, but I just he deserved a little award this week. He was amazing. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, to come into the game like that and to win the game, he, he deserved everything he got, didn't he? Yeah, and actually, he just needs a bit of credit from all of us because he's been a bit of a joke character, and he was at the Steelers and nobody cared, and then he went to the Titans and outplayed uh, Malik Willis and got the job there. And there's a reason he keeps getting jobs, I suppose. And credit to him. Yeah, so on to my, uh, my dud of the week. So two targets, zero receptions, zero fantasy points. Always hyped as a wide receiver too on his team. Wasn't even a bad outing and he should have seen targets. One of the most frustrating players to own in Dynasty because you never know when he's going to have the spike weeks or when to play him. My dud of the week is Gabriel Davis. Yeah, I'm with you there. He's definitely the most frustrating one, isn't he? And- it's just annoying because even when he has a spike, you can't sell him because nobody likes him, do they? Yeah, I just I think everyone's wised up to the fact that he's just a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, he really is. And Khalil Shakir's sort of stats are going up and up, aren't they? And 
Yeah, they're not going to stick with this bum long term. Yeah, Kincaid and Shakir sort of taking char- targets away. And yeah, Shakir's hips don't lie, do they? They do not, my friend. <laughs> um, well, my dive of the week, nine carries for 16 yards, one reception for one yard. Under 50% of the snaps played for just 2.7 fantasy points. The usage trend is a little bit worrying for me at this point, as we spoke about earlier. The game script definitely didn't help. It was a massive blowout loss, but my dud of the week with a bit of a heavy heart is Kenneth Walker III. You need to wash your mouth out, pal. <laughs> it's definitely worse lads out there, but I don't know. I love the boy and he's just 2.7 yards as a, a top five dynasty running back. Not for me. Yeah, disappointing because I, I played him in a few as well and yeah, upsetting, but I think we can write this one off as the fact his team was smashed. Yeah, probably so, probably so. But I think he let me down and, and cost me a cost me a win in the league. So um, I'll blame him. He won't him. be doing that again, will he? No, he'll think twice before <laughs> that again, pal. So this is our, our dynasty stash and dynasty pickup of the week. Someone to maybe get off your waiver wire or also stash away for next year. But I'm going back to the world with this one. He's a favourite of the pod. I still don't think his chance is over quite yet. The lead back is nothing special talent-wise. The RB2 has just been lost for the season. He's been thrown into a load of waiver wires in the last few weeks, I think since Cam Akers signed there. But my cheap dynasty pickup is Tykevius Chandler of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I like it. I like it. He's always a favourite of the pod, isn't he? And he's very bursty and he's definitely got something that Alexander Matson doesn't have. So I do really like that. And uh, yeah. I think I might still have him stashed in a couple of places, to be fair. Have you got him still in there? Yeah, I had him on a couple, and then I managed to pick him back up on a couple as well this week. So, yeah, quite nice. Yeah, it's definitely an option. We didn't touch on it earlier, but, I mean, would you cut Acres in Dynasty now? Um, no, i just chuck him on IR, I think. You can't sort of chuck that profile away. Like, I'm not chucking Dobbins away after an ACL and an Achilles tear. So, yeah, you just chuck him on IR, I think. Yeah, brutal. But, yeah, definitely an opportunity there, and... Uh, all it takes is a little niggle to Matt's and suddenly Chandler's potentially the running back one. So, uh, yeah, I do like that a lot. Yeah. So my stash of the week, he's a lad that we've been semi in on a few times and uh, I think he finally needs to be stashed everywhere. He's a six foot one inch, 195 pound wide receiver. He was actually drafted in the third round of the 2022 draft. He's playing with an elite quarterback and a high powered offense with a bit of a murky or non-existent wide receiver too. And he's still only rostered in 33% of leagues. And that's sleeper, not these Yahoo crap <laughs> leagues. He snaps have increased and he just got five targets and a touchdown with a very favourable wide receiver schedule coming up this season. Brandon Cooks has been nothing and Michael Gallup looks completely washed. Time to stash Jalen Curtis Tolbert. Well, now I know that his middle name's Curtis, I'm even more in. Yeah, completely agree. So, uh, yeah, well, I mean, what do you make of Tolbert stash? Yeah, I mean, we liked him when he was coming out. He always was fairly decent. He was from a small school, and I think it's just, it's just taken him time to kind of adapt to the NFL. But, I mean, we're kind of seeing what we expected in his rookie year now, aren't we? Yeah, I think he was North Dakota State, so small school and just a bit of an opportunity there. I think it's always going to take a bit of time. And, was he 24, 25 years old? You know, Completely for free, and he could be the uh, wide receiver too there because the other lads, unfortunately, look dusty. Yeah, he's they? definitely worth a pick-up. Good. Well, that's our stash is done. Yeah, so that concludes this week. We'll be back next week with a roundup of week 10 and, and our usual extras. Please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcast. 
The podcast is available to download on most popular podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We are available on Twitter at Just Ranks. We'll be back next week. Until then, my office is fully open. And my office is never closed.